Cheers. 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 Cheers to the Sandlot. This smells tasty. And this is Eric Ambler, and you're listening to What Were We Watching? It's a podcast where we revisit the pop culture of our youth and compare its appeal to us as kids and as adults. It's not about good or bad, it's about then and now. And it's all in order to answer the question... What were we drinking? I mean, watching... Maybe both? Episode 143, this is the Sandlot Tequila Edition. What does that mean, Eric? Birthday boy. Well, yes, as, as... uh, long-time listeners will know, last year we did a special drinking game commentary episode for Cam's birthday with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Booze, and we're repeating it now for my birthday, because it's my day. <laughs> Your day falls on a Friday this year. That's right. <laughs> and it also so happens that we have a birthday buddy with us in the studio, Mr. Nate Tap. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Welcome back, Nate. Thank you. Good to be here. Nate's actually in the town. <laughs> You're actually in town to celebrate my birthday today, or this weekend, <laughs> shortly before your birthday. Actually. Yeah, they're very close together, and I am thrilled to have a, a special guest with us on this particular episode, <laughs> uh, because it's going to be a lot of fun. It is so much fun just the two of us doing it together, and to yeah. be able to share that experience with another person <laughs> now, as we all sit two feet away from my television, <laughs> about to watch The Sandlot, and have a few beers. You know, this is a team sport, so... I'm glad to be called up from the minors. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always major league in our hearts, Nate. So we are glad you're here. And also, listeners out there, uh, if you'd like to play along, make sure you grab your beverage of choice. Um, but before we actually start the commentary, we're going to talk a little bit about the first time that we saw The Sandlot. The Sandlot, of course, was released on April the 7th, 1993. Within our lifetimes in the theater, I don't know if any of you guys saw it in the theater. I did not. I actually definitely remember renting it from the grocery store in Albertsons. That's 90s. <laughs> Nate, do you remember this? The Albertsons back home that had movies to rent? Uh, I Yeah, I definitely remember it. It just had like a tiny little movie section. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty positive that we rented the Sandlot from that grocery store movie rental spot. Probably that fall. Fall 1993. Okay. Instant classic. It feels like it's been around much longer than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's already been around 25 years. That is a yeah. good long time. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Nate? I don't really recall the first time that I saw this, but it almost feels like I've always seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just been here. It feels like it's been here constantly. So I can't really remember the first time ever, but it's just kind of a, a constant throughout my life, throughout my childhood. It's an evergreen movie for mm-hmm. sure. I am right there with you. I saw it first on VHS. I believe my sister received it for Christmas 1993, either that or her birthday uh, the following spring, whenever the home video release was came out. Mm-hmm. But it's something that we always watched 
as a family uh, many many times which is not that not too common in my family we weren't like wa- watch movies together type of group mm. but this one was one that everyone could enjoy and i've seen the sandlot upwards of two dozen times mm. i would say nice. <laughs> i know it very well i've i've seen it in every way imaginable i've seen it in like <laughs> outdoor summer screenings yeah it's DVD, VHS, yeah. and now I'm going to do a, a drunk commentary to it. So adding another another little wrinkle it, to it. It sounds like we chose our movies very similarly. <laughs> uh, ones that we've seen so many times. And I really hope this reveals something new about this movie to yeah. me. Because I, I do have to say, like, after watching it that many times, like, I've figured it out pretty well. There's not, like, yeah. things that are revealed to me the 20th time. It's, but you it's can reveal them food. to us and to our listeners. That's exactly. True. It's just comfort food. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. So thanks, guys, for indulging me on my birthday. Happy birthday. Exciting. Yeah, happy birthday. All right. So before we get started, we should mention that we're also watching the VHS. <laughs> I bought a VCR recently from Goodwill because that is very on brand for me. <laughs> and I went, I just, I still have tapes. I just didn't have something to watch them on for a long time. And I procured a copy of The Sandlot, the clamshell VHS, which is just as I remember it <laughs> from, from my, from my youth. Uh, so this is very nostalgic process. And we're going to talk about the drinking rules. So we've, we've got a, a set of, you know, four or five very simple rules. If you want to drink along with us during this commentary and we have a little cute names for them. So the first rule is you're killing me, Smalls. And that is uh, when you should drink whenever Smalls does something embarrassing or cringy. And this can depend on your own personal threshold for Scotty's dorkiness. <laughs> oh, it's it's low. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling, yes, it's generally pretty low. But some, I don't know, if you want to be nicer to Scotty, you can, you can take fewer drinks. Our next rule is unleash the beast. You drink whenever the beast is seen or heard. And this includes the flashback sequence. Does that include when people say the beast, his name? Hmm. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I feel like, like too. I feel like he's around <laughs> there anyway. Yeah. Our next rule, a voice is telling me to. So whenever you hear the voiceover narration, take a drink. The very Wonder Years yeah. narrator we've got going <laughs> on here. So that'll be nice. Next rule is I'll have what he's having. And that's you can drink whenever Timmy repeats Tommy. In the movie, which is pretty much any time those characters speak. Any time those characters speak. <laughs> um, and then a couple that are just key to certain moments in the movie. We have the seventh inning quench. It is a baseball movie after all. So when Babe Ruth appears out of Benny's closet, make sure that you stand up and finish your beverage because drinking heroes get remembered, but drinking legends never die. <laughs> so you chug away. Only their kidneys. <laughs> And of course, uh, what gives this episode its namesake, uh, tequila. During the carnival ride sequence, when you hear tequila by the champs, drink a tequila shot, <laughs> which we've got our limes and our salt and our tequila all set up and ready to go. So we're ready for a uh, big chief yeah, vomit scene. <laughs> um, so anyone who wants to be a can't hack it, panty waist, who wears his mama's bra, raise your hand and don't drink just watch the movie and enjoy the commentary do you do you it's okay i didn't really mean that that's that got a little out of hand all right so to play along with us listen to the commentary what you're going to do is pause your copy of the sandlot when the sandlot title logo appears on the screen this is when adult smalls is walking through the hallway 
and some of the credits start to roll. So the second that Sandlot logo pops up, press pause, and then we will count down and let you know when to press play. All right, so cue it up, and three, two, one, play. And here we go. It's the Sandlot, guys. Tequila edition. <laughs> Ayo. This music is very hook-like, very... Who did the music for this? Uh, David Newman is the composer of the music. Is he related to Thomas or Randy? He is Randy's cousin. Oh, man. Oh. So, and Thomas is Randy's relative, too, yes, right? Yes, yes. Brother? I think, Are they brothers? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I know David's dad is the son of Alfred Newman. Not the Mad Magazine guy, but the famous film composer who actually wrote the 20th Century Fox fanfare. Mm-hmm. There's the narration. Oh, my gosh. It's already happening. There's the babe, too. <laughs> so this is interesting. Um, we have a Dodgers sportscaster who is not Vin Scully. <laughs> but he's got a great voice. It's That's actually the director, uh, David oh. Mickey Evans, <laughs> narrates. I knew that that voice couldn't come out of that guy's body. Like, <laughs> I know like radio people and announcer people have great voices and kind of don't look the part, but this de- definitely did not match. Well, they actually have, he has dialogue later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so Arliss Howard plays adult Smalls, who is from uh, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, which you also do with this, right. Nate. Right. <laughs> uh... So the narration, too, makes it seem a lot like a Christmas story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. That golden glow of nostalgia. Yeah. Well, and it's even the kind of nostalgia that I feel like just makes this such a timeless film. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike Vitar as Benny. Uh, legend. Oh, it's freaking amazing. Those PF Flyers. I know. I'm going to have more to say about <clears throat> PF Flyers. I just like the way that kids looked in the 60s when they were playing sports. Like, can you imagine wearing khakis and a button-up shirt? Jeans and a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. This is one of my favorite moments is when the pickle starts and the ham it just like dawns on him like, this is happening. He's the one who anticipates it. He is the catcher after all. He's yeah. got to like pay attention to everything that's going on, the, and really, on when, the diamond. When you play baseball, a pickle happens so rarely, It's it would be magical if it happened. <laughs> like naturally in a game yeah <laughs> especially at the professional level i feel like at the little yeah. league level it happens quite frequently you, you're feeling yourself and you try to go for that extra base so did you yeah. guys play little league oh yeah probably yep. for about five years in like elementary school i played for like a season oh, yeah. was not my thing mm-hmm. uh did t-ball did not work out <laughs> i played for seven years i think i played basically from t-ball through junior high, and then, you know, I elected not to try out for any varsity teams <laughs> in my high yeah. school. Smalls. Yeah. He's a new kid. Mm-hmm. Such a vanilla kid. Yeah. Tom Tom Geary is so good in this role, though. He really is. Oh, God. They're, they're all great. So uh, there was this documentary that was recently produced about the Sandlot for the 25th anniversary called Legends Never Die. I was trying to find a copy of it, but I... I I couldn't track it down because it like, aired on Fox Sports 1 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to find like promo clips of it. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, the, So he, in particular, the, kid, the guy who played Smalls, talked about how he had recently moved from Ohio to California or something. Mm-hmm. And all the other kids were also remarking how the director would kind of take 
parts of their actual personalities and like let them put that into their character. Yeah. I don't think they had like too much of a set idea of like exactly how the characters were supposed to be okay. in the movie. But you cast the right kid, like who yeah. like looks kind of mm-hmm. right, and then tell him like, "All right, you know, how would you feel if this happened, and like, how would you act when this happened?" Okay, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, Dennis Leary, an all timer. <laughs> it's weird to see him not being like sarcastic and yeah, but funny. I feel like evil. It's such good casting because he looks annoyed all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I feel true. like <laughs> he's the perfect stepdad to a kid like Smalls, <laughs> where you're just like, "Oh, come on, Smalls." There's not a lot of warmth there. No. <laughs> and and Tom or Scotty is a very sensitive kid. Yeah. Oh man. Such a good case here of like Chekhov's baseball. <laughs> it's like we see this baseball, this kid is just like kind of is like, oh, cool, whatever. Baseball. And that is the baseball. It looks important. <laughs> it's so pristine. Also, it does not look like a baseball from the 1930s or whenever he <laughs> got that signed by Babe Ruth. Exactly. It's or his father. Clean. It's his father's <laughs> baseball. It's like it's probably even older than that. The shirt tucked into the high-waisted pants <laughs> and the extra long hat are killing me, Smalls. Go, do you Do you <laughs> remember when I uh, did this as a Halloween costume, Cam? Oh, Have yes. you seen photos of this? That was legendary. <laughs> so I went as Scotty and my friend, friend of the podcast, Brian Rudloff, went as Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Incredible. He even got one of those Dodger jerseys with Rodriguez on the back. Oh, That's man. amazing. We ended up going to the Cine Family holiday party and en- entered the costume contest. And one of their, you know, main people was running it. So like a middle-aged person. And we get up there and he's like announcing who everyone is. And we get up there. He's like, who are you guys? We're like, we're the Sandlot, <laughs> old man. So you're killing me, yeah. old man. God, that hat is terrible. <laughs> Did you guys ever do this, the kind of, like, shy, like, I kind of want to play with these kids that I don't know, but... Yeah. You just sort oh, of, yeah. like, hover around the perimeter. That's, like, pretty much how you made friends as as, as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> just I wanna... hung around and enjoyed similar things. I want to play wall ball. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to, like, stand over here until you invite me to play. <laughs> exactly. Basketball is actually more of one for that. It'd be weird to do this with baseball, if it's like, <laughs> unless you walk out into the field of play like Scotty is. <laughs> like, excuse me. Yeah. What Can we help so... you? So what position did you play back back in the day? I was a catcher, started out as a catcher, um, and then I got moved because I'm left-handed. Uh, and the orthodoxy in baseball is like left-handers can only play the outfield or first base uh-huh. because of the way that the diamond is set up and you're like always making throws to first base. So I became a first baseman and an outfielder, and that's when my career ended because I was a terrible outfielder. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible because, uh, because I'm like, just like what's happened about to happen to Smalls. This was basically every time I attempted to field the ball in right field. Just... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love I... the field. That was, that was my preferred. I, I was a Ken Griffey Jr. stan back at, oh, yeah, kids, you so. center field. Yeah, I, I, I really liked playing outfield. I like running around. And... See, I liked outfield and my one, uh, my one season of baseball because nobody ever hit the ball at that far <laughs> when we were that young and I just kind of like got yeah. to like pick flowers and <laughs> see for me around. it was it was uh the more the, the closer into the diamond you get the more pressure <laughs> yeah and so I feel like that's uh, true you can see the ball coming from a long ways away as a fielder and so you can anticipate where the ball's going and you can throw it far and then I don't know 
But the closer in you get, the more pressure, and I can't handle it, man. I think <laughs> I think I was the opposite because it was the anticipation that would kill me in the outfield. Like here mm. it comes, here it comes. Am I am I in exactly. the right spot? I had time to think about it. Whereas when <laughs> I was catcher, like face. I can first of all I can see everything yeah. that's happening, and you know I have a flair for the dramatic. So yeah. it was like I was like you know like man on second throw to third, you know like telling people what to do because the yeah. catcher is the little general there behind the plate. Mm-hmm. And like when I'd have to make a play at the plate, I love like whipping the mask off. Oh, and yeah. Like try to catch a pop up. <laughs> it's very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Smalls. Man. Smalls, you're killing. See, me. I had I had just about the same himself. amount of uh, athletic ability as Smalls, uh, especially in baseball. Yeah. Just wasn't my thing. I mean, same. But, but I still I, I still to play. played it a long exactly. time. <laughs> but I always wanted to play with my friends. With sports and me, it was always like I was good at one thing, but I wasn't just like a well-rounded player. <laughs> Did so you like, ever have any of those off field, kids? Off-field, no hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid of the ball as a batter. Did you and, ever play with any of those kids that just had, like, amazing sporting ability? <laughs> oh, my for, God. For, yeah. like, their yes. age? Yeah. yeah. A couple bennies in my yeah. hometown. There's a Benny on my basketball team, for sure, in later years. That's why Benny, Benny in this movie is so rare, because that kind of kid usually doesn't befriend the worst player exactly. on the team. <laughs> yeah. Such a nice guy. Yeah. Nice role model. Speaking of nice role models... Karen Allen. Oh, yeah. Marianne. Marianne herself. I saw her in this before Indiana Jones goes with that thing, yeah. perhaps. Um, but I love this. We would rewind that moment where the erector ball, erector set ball <laughs> hits her in the face over and over. And like rudimentary, like slow-mo, my sister would get grab the remote and like pause, 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 play, pause, play, pause, play. <laughs> so like you saw the different face, facial expression she was making. Yeah. She got whacked in the face. Good stunt by Karen Allen. Yeah. Yeah, she's got some great she's got some great mom energy in this. <laughs> she's just <laughs> such a mom. A sixties mom too. Just like looks exactly, <laughs> exactly like a sixties mom. I like how Smalls is even killing her. She's like, Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. You are on, such Smalls. a goober son. <laughs> um Man, I remember one time I embarrassed myself in baseball. Um so I come from a family of pitchers. My dad's a good pitcher, my brother pitched. Uh my sister came out the best of us. She's Pitching at Appalachian State softball. Nice. Right now. Um, and throws pretty hard. But I did not get that gene. And I remember, like, they offered me the opportunity to pitch one game. And I just <laughs> was, like, <laughs> not doing well at all. And they were like, do you want to come out? It's like, hint, hint. <laughs> How you feeling? Back then, they, back then they asked you. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, you. <laughs> did you um, accept the... I'm like, no, no, I got this. I got this. And I was just uh, too proud to to step down. Eventually I did. I think they just pulled me. But <laughs> I just had a terrible <laughs> pitching game. Got to stop the bleeding. <laughs> well, yeah. again, I feel like I, I, I had the opposite... Cause I, I only pitched once, which is weird since I'm a lefty and you like usually those, if you're, if you're not gonna be a good hitter, you're groomed to pitch because lefty pitchers are rarer than mm-hmm. righties. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't pitched at all in my coach, my one year, this was a uh, pony league, little league. Um, he said, Oh, I want to throw something different at this team that we're playing. So Eric, you can pitch. I'm like, what? <laughs> I've never pitched before. I'm the first baseman or I'm the catcher. So, um, I got on the mound and it was just a blast. Cause it was just like, I'm just chucking the ball. Like I don't even, th- I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing. Yeah. And, uh, eventually at the end of the season, a coach 
we had like a little team picnic and he gave everyone like a game ball and he had like a little spiel for everyone. Like oh, yeah. you did this and this is a cool moment for you. And he gave me the ball from the game that I pitched. Oh. It was like, you know, it's like, awesome. Tell him like, yeah, he had never pitched before. And I asked <laughs> him and I was really surprised. We just said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my sandlot year in little nice. league. This was like, that was the best team we ever had. Awesome. Um, and it was also notable because it was a lot of kids uh, who had tried out for like the oh, higher God. league. So, oh my God, yeah, Smalls returning the ball by hand (laughs) by running up to him. Yeah, Uh, I'm drinking my beer too fast. No, you're not. You're drinking at just the the right pace. I'm getting another one. You must have a low Scotty threshold. (laughs) I do. We are drinking. We are drinking baseball themed beer. That's true. This is the Pale Ale, San Diego Pale Ale, 394, which is a tribute to Tony Gwynn, and when he hit 394 in 1994, nice. He could have hit 400. (laughs) <laughs> but not for the for the strike that year, mm. so he never got to got a chance to see if he could have done it. He would have been the first guy in like fifty years to do it. Holy uh, cow! Since no one has still done it since Ted Williams. Wow, I did not know that you were just full of baseball facts, Nate. I am <laughs> I am obsessed with this game, which also goes a long way towards my appreciation of this movie. Yeah. You know, we have not uh, at least I have not spoken to you during a cast that involved baseball. I mean, I know you guys have done Hook and. That's right. Or what other baseball? <laughs> Have we done any baseball peripheral? movies? Um, no, this might be the first one because the early '90s were actually a sweet spot for. Oh yeah, they were baseball movies. Angels in the Outfield, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the, the Year, Rookie, rookie of the Year, and yeah. Little Big League, my personal favorite. That's right. What about the one with the chimpanzee and oh, Matt LeBlanc? <laughs> <laughs> that is not as good as the others. <laughs> The classic, anim- it doesn't say animals can't play this. <laughs> I think King Arthur's Court has baseball elements. Yes. Yeah. He's wearing his uniform the whole time. Um, so this movie, though, like, so when I was a kid, I first liked it because it's about baseball. But the more I see it, the older I get, it's it's not really about the baseball. Oh, definitely not. No. It's about confidence, I would say. It's um, about being, yeah, kid, relationships. Yeah. And friendship. Coming. Bonding. <laughs> If I can bring my, my screenwriting know-how, the structure of this movie. Um, but yeah, we open with the narrator talking about Babe Ruth and the time that he pointed to the spot and the distance that he was going to hit the ball yeah. and then proceeded to. Um, total just confident move. It's all about confidence. And that's what this movie's grappling with is uh, the confidence issues that Scotty's going through and ultimately learning to overcome as we see him make some friends. Like he's currently doing. Exactly. And like, that's honestly like Benny doesn't give him any real instruction in the scene that's about to come up. Just throw it. Yeah. Just throw it. Just put your glove up and catch it. Like it's it's all you need. He just needs (laughs) one of his his peers. Babe Ruth moment. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to hit it exactly to you. (laughs) To you. Now we got the, the biggest Babe Ruth fan of all. Oh yeah. Ham. The great Hambina. (laughs) Hamming it up. Wearing the Yankees cap. (laughs) I do have a theory about the caps in this. Oh, in this uh, movie, theorize. Well, it's a little hard to see now. Maybe later you'll see. Well, you can kind of see. Danunas is wearing the Kansas City Monarchs hat. That's actually a Negro Leagues team. So, like, my my idea is like hats equal history in this movie personality because baseball is such a long a game with a long and storied heritage. Yeah, that you can kind of it kind of expresses culture and personality. So Danunas has the Negro Leagues hat, um, and he's kind of, sorry, I have notes too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Danunas is like 
kind of showing how this sport has a history of being inclusionary yet also exclusionary. It's very famously segregated, but also uh-huh. a way for people to quote unquote become American. Um, uh, Benny wears the LA Dodgers hat through most of this movie and he kind of represents the rise of California. Yeah. Um, America becoming a more diverse nation. Bertram, uh, who just spat, is wearing the LA Angels hat. So that's when they first uh, were an expansion team. They actually played in the city of LA. Mm -hmm. They weren't down in Anaheim in Orange County. But because that's where they moved, he's kind of like uh, representative of the growth of the suburbs and the white flight to other areas of Southern California. Now, this is all in my head. This is not clearly not endorsed by the film. (laughs) But these are like things I like to think about when I think about baseball. As as they'll say in this movie, it's more than a game. That's amazing. I love that. I also love how Bertram's Angels hat is like the original version with that halo on top. Yeah. Like that white stripe is supposed to be a halo. Okay. And that's how their caps were originally. Who's, a, who's on Squince's hat? I don't know. I, I could never backwards. see. Yeah, he's, it's backwards <laughs> he the whole time. Around. He's a proto Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> He's, uh, he's going against the grain. But then Smalls has the fishing hat with a fish on it. Yes. Well, Smalls, you know, he until he gets the confidence, the, the hat with the C on it that comes from Benny. Mm. So there's something for your breeding. <laughs> <laughs> Whose hat does he get? It's Benny's hat. Like Benny's no, what team? Uh, I don't, that's not, it's not any team. It's just, oh. it's like, he, Benny's just like, oh, here's my old hat. It's probably from some, you know, like league that he played yeah. in. Yeah. But I just think. See for confidence. Exactly. I, I like that now. See yeah, yeah. for confidence. I like this reading. You know. This, I love this scene. I mean, this whole, this, this whole show, like, as I was rewatching it, felt very, like, episodic. Like. Oh, yeah. It, it really is just kind of these, are, like, chapters, which would really lend itself to becoming. Some sort of, you know, television series, which is happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. That blew, blew my mind. And it's like apparently going to be uh, a continuation, like present day. Like they're going to, they're actually bringing back the original cast, which sounds like a horrible idea to me, quite yeah. frankly. Oh, terrible. <laughs> but I like this cast. Like these, oh, the cast this is, is such a likable group of kids. They're just such kids they all seem so down to do reunions and stuff too from what i mm-hmm. understand well i feel like again i think that's one of the things i love about this is that it just feels like it captures so well what it means to be a kid that even though this is like what it means to be a kid in like the 1960s it doesn't really feel like that like obviously i connected to this a lot and we connected to this a lot it's just a very timeless movie yeah the way it captures those feelings Killing us, Smalls. Killing us. I like how some of these kids... Too, so there's two Mighty Ducks on this team. The pitcher and catcher, the battery on the team, yeah. are also Mighty Ducks. Wait, no, not, not, the, not the catcher. He's in the big green. Right. No, Benny. Yeah. Sorry, that's what confused yeah. me. So Patrick Renna, who plays Ham, is in the big green with Squints, Chauncey Leopardi. He's, he's in al- the big green? Yeah, he's also on the soccer team. Oh, I need to watch that again. Well, there's there's more people on a soccer team. There's like yeah. all kinds of kids yeah. there. And then um, there's like I think heavyweights also confuses all of this because yes. I think Ham's in heavyweights with Goldberg. Yes, the goalie from Mighty Ducks. That's right. So it's yeah. And King Thompson. Well, Car- well, Carp Carp is in 
Carp and Goldberg from The Mighty Ducks are in Heavyweights. Hmm. I think I don't know if Patrick Wren is in Heavyweights. I see. I thought he was. You're just you're just uh Am I- being a sizest. <laughs> <laughs> we can find out. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. My, like, my whole thing. This fat kid from I, the 90s must have been in this fat kid movie. <laughs> I was originally trying to say, so it's Benny and Nunez who are in the Mighty Ducks. Because Benny comes in the second one. He's Luis Mendoza, the yeah. really oh, speedy right. guy who is, can't yes. stop. D2, yeah. And then Nunez is uh, Jesse Hall. Yep. Jesse he's, Interior. He's an OG, yeah. Yeah. Again, I just think like watching this, mm-hmm. having, I feel like I had like this friend that was actually pretty athletic and he was the exact same around me would just be like, Hey, that's just what you got to do. Do this, do this. <laughs> I think too much. Gave me confidence. Yeah. I feel like despite the fact that I wasn't like super athletic, I was always kind of a bigger kid and everyone just kind of assumed I did athlete, ath- like, uh, you know, did like soccer or, or, uh, football or something like that. Um, and that helped me get away with that, which was nice. <laughs> so there's there's wearing the Dodger hat right now. Yeah. Because this movie takes place in 1962, so it's only like five years before that the Dodgers actually moved to L.A. So there's that yeah. westward movement uh-huh. We're going yeah. into brown people Does it take- <laughs> and like the diversification yeah. of America, like spreading out to California. Yeah. I love Does it. Does this take place in California? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the... It's the impression that I get. Yeah. I don't think there would be a Dodgers hat and an Angels hat if it wasn't in California. Mm-hmm. And there's and a line in the, the narration where he talks about, like, when we moved to the valley. So I think it's supposed yeah. to be San Fernando. Okay. But this movie was actually shot in Utah. Really? It's all in and around Salt Lake City. Huh. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, baby. Just catch that ball. And this is where the force awakens for Scotty. For real. <laughs> <laughs> and Almost this, very similar it's shot. Like, it's like he it's like it just he knows how to <laughs> play now. He, he, it's like unlocked. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. That's all I gotta do. It's, it's like I knew it all along. <laughs> now we can throw it easily. I'm like, alright, let's do it. Let's play. <laughs> They're like, oh what a relief. Magic. <laughs> They're not even sure what to do about it. Like, <laughs> they all respect Benny for being a great athlete. Then they're just, I think this is where it starts. They're like, oh my God, this kid is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> There's that beast. Catching oh, Jesus. Unleash beast. that beast. The sound of the beast. <laughs> so good. I just the, love The how... kaiju yeah. style. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's kind of how that felt like, I feel like. When you were a kid oh, yeah. and you just heard like a scary, mean dog. The beast was scary. He oh, okay. Was. Full disclosure, guys. Mm-hmm. I was afraid of dogs when I was young. Didn't you have uh, dogs? Same. I did. Um, we had a dog that I think contributed to my fear of dogs when, <laughs> when I was really young. A little uh, Australian Shepherd that like, apparently mowed me over famously on the driveway. And like I was like crying and like skid my knee or something. <laughs> um, but strangely, the, the time that I overcame that fear of dogs was about the time of this movie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> This movie taught you. This was like the therapy. That's good. It <laughs> that showed me that dogs aren't actually that scary. It's weird that we haven't talked about this before because I had a like almost identical experience really? when I have a formative memory of like a friend's dog like just jumping on me and knocking yeah. me down when I was yeah. a toddler. But uh, this movie did not cure my fear. I was very because <laughs> well, I kept having these things. Like our neighbors also had a big uh, Newfoundland, which I don't know if you know oh, anything yeah, about yeah. that. They're, They're gigantic. Huge. They're like polar bears. Yes. 
And one of those, oh, and one day that dog chased me when I was mm-hmm. like running down our cul-de-sac and it saw me and it wanted to <laughs> run up and play. But I'm like, yeah, a polar bear is coming after me. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. I get it. All these kids are afraid of this gigantic dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, big dogs are, are scary, man. So Ham's calling his shot. He is, he does not lack for confidence. <laughs> This would be such a cool place to play. This kind of just like run down. Yes, it's so nice. It's like in in the middle of some houses. I want to know when this place's heyday was. Yeah. Yeah. Save that for the pitch, I guess. Well, there's like, you can see on the backstop, there's like actual signage. Like maybe it was a field at some point. Yeah. Maybe they built up a community around it. Yeah. Well, is this like the (laughs) old... The cut, yeah. Like thematically, is this like the junkyard or like the old junkyard? Because there's garbage maybe, everywhere. Maybe they carved it out of it, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, there's garbage still on the field. <laughs> I, did, I did just, like, just now, um, after Ham hit the ball, I love that cut. Like, the way he hits it, it's clearly just, like, a pop-up that's probably going behind him. And then yeah. it's like, shh, you see the ball fly <laughs> over the fence. There's a lot of that later, too, mm-hmm. as they play. Um, uh-huh. I, I just love when movies have to show people doing these athletic feats. It's like, ah, oh, that's <laughs> good not. enough. Like, you know, like, that works. The ball hit the bat. We don't need to know, like, where it's going. We'll yeah. just, we'll do that in the next shot. Yeah. Uh-oh, don't do it, Smalls. You're killing me. Don't do it. <laughs> You're going to kill us, Smalls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to kill yourself. <laughs> even the repeat kid even, like, screams after everyone else has screamed. <laughs> he really waits He's for the cue. He's got no original thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Man, Did you guys ever have a, that one like, horror neighbor, movie stuff? Or that one neighbor in your neighborhood that everyone was just afraid of? <laughs> um like scary yard maybe. Or... I remember when we lived in Florida, um I was like age four to six or so. She wasn't scary, but there was like a mean old lady next to us and it was like never pleasant to encounter her. <laughs> Like you'd be playing in the front yard and you, you just like, there were no fences, but you just like hear her through the screen, her screen door. She'd be like watching you through the screen door, but you couldn't see her, but she would like yell if you got like close to her property or something. She'd like, stay off my property. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of scary. Cause she was just like this faceless person behind a screen. <laughs> oh God. That's, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh baby. The beast is coming. Or story time. The Legend of the Beast. Got to set up the conflict while we while we're already you know getting it. We've we've you know this is a, is a very episodic movie. We've like the the first the first movie essentially is already over. He's learned how to play baseball, exactly. and it wasn't that hard. The baseball movie. Now we're up the Beast movie. Yeah. It's all about bonding. It's all about nostalgia. Yeah. Oh man, did you guys ever get dared to? Uh go and do something scary like this like skulls or smalls smalls being <laughs> uh dared to go look at the, the i i got more like tricked into doing things yeah, like yeah. snipe hunting like yeah. you go out at night and you have to make weird noises <laughs> to uh are they hazing smalls right now like <laughs> right it feels like that doesn't yeah, it it does but this is like what's important to them when they're you know yeah. 10 years old yeah, yeah, yeah. they just want to they want to show them this is why we can't go <laughs> over the there. That thing's baby. terrifying. But I like how they're not really messing with him. It's like, they all think that it's a Camp scary out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. 
And now we have an amazing treehouse scene, you guys. Yeah. Yes. Another treehouse. Another another episode. Another treehouse. So we got. So we have a special beer that we are drinking for this scene. Uh, Campfire Stout. Which you know, as Ham and Smalls make some s'mores. I would like some more of that Campfire Stout. <laughs> How can you have some more if you haven't had any? You're killing me, Nate. <laughs> there it is. We were Smalls, so close. To <laughs> we were. It's almost in stereo. <laughs> Oh man, do you guys love s'mores as much as I do? I love uh, some more uh, pop tarts. I love <laughs> s'more toast. Actually, I do love s'more. Let's cheers to s'mores. Wait, s'more, s'more toast. S'more toast. Mm. Toasted marshmallows. That is. I actually, Ooh, full disclosure, I am not a big s'mores fan because I'm not really a marshmallow person. Mm. I understand. Were, were you a golden marshmallow or a burnt marshmallow individual? I because got... I don't follow his instructions. I like to toast and make it nice and golden. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't set no, it on fire. No flame in my <laughs> I kind of yeah. like, I like it on fire because I like, I like it. I don't know. I'm impatient, I guess. <laughs> Skip to the good parts. Mm-hmm. You know? Fast forward to the good parts. <laughs> That's me. This is a good campfire stout. Seriously. I think we got to finish this by the end of the scene. I, <laughs> I agree. Challenge accepted. There's a lot of beasts coming up anyway. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this story like this serious chauncey laparty he's he's one of the guys in this cast who you know probably has the the longest resume like who kept acting Mm. after as a child actor probably because of this scene i think he might have the most charisma of the actors i think you're right yeah too not that not that any of the other guys other actors are not good everyone is great yeah everyone's really good we really just need more like uh like children dubbed scenes with adults in them this is so good <laughs> i love the old style of this horror story yeah it's like an old b movie yeah especially as you watch it on vhs yeah. even more green oh, yeah. yeah how are you guys holding up with the vhs quality I love it. Love it. I'm into love it. It. when i first I'm popped it in like last week i was like oh my god like i had to keep blinking i yeah. forgot movies could look like this <laughs> this big puppet it's comically huge Oh man! Pop grew into like, the beast. He's totally comic. <laughs> Lone Ranger like, burglars. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> they Whoa. look like the Hamburglar. <laughs> yeah, they really do. This is all. This all just basically reminds me of like this is a kid's version of this story. Yeah, yeah. this is his. Yeah. What he's like imagining in his head. Exactly. I like how it turns on like people reporting the missing thieves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, where are all the burglars? My missing. Yeah, <laughs> 172 guys, <laughs> all thieves. I like this. I like Squince's ancestor. Yes, with glasses and this forced perspective with this gigantic dog. <laughs> oh man, did you guys like st- scary stories as a kid? Or oh, tell them. Hell yes, but I also got so terrified from them. Yeah. But like this whole thing where you're like sitting in somebody's basement and somebody's telling you this scary yeah, story. The flashlight on your light. I was actually usually yeah. I was usually the guy telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Were you I'm making out. it up as you went along? Yeah. <laughs> kind of got that from my grandpa. It was yeah. just like making up stories. Mm-hmm. Tell so like, I make up scary stories. A lot of slasher stories. That's what we used to tell yeah. at the Boy Scout camp. <laughs> like yeah, the the slasher in the woods. Or, yeah. I really just actually even like just like creepy ghost stories. Yeah. The dads at our Boy Scout camp would always try to like come up with yeah. some scary story. 
Oh, yes. Forever. The money. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Uh, what a good story. <laughs> the tequila scene isn't right after this, right? No, we got yeah, time. All right, good. <laughs> we gotta. We still have to go to the pool and play the rich kids. Oh, there's, right. there's a lot going on. Still. Hashtag me too. So we've, we've only Let's just begun. Oh man, yeah, we're, <laughs> we've, we'll have plenty yeah. to say when that goes. <laughs> That's the title of that mini boys. episode. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna need to work with this man who wrote and directed <laughs> this movie. He got eaten. Uh, Ham's like really sad, like bite of the s'more, (laughs) contemplating the fate of the kid who got eaten. Do you guys have a favorite uh, kid in this movie? Like Mm. a favorite player, favorite favorite character? character. It's a good question. It's Uh, it's hard. Great question. Yeah, they're also delightful. I liked I liked Ham a lot because I thought he was sarcastic and funny and he was the catcher which is yeah. my favorite position back then mm-hmm. but now now i like benny benny's just such a good kid yeah benny's awesome like i'd be proud if i was benny's mom or dad i'd be like i raised a good kid <laughs> he reminds me of the student i had once who was just like an outstanding athlete but just like a really good kid and like never really let it get to his head uh-huh. and i love that about benny nice he's just like a really Neat kid, <laughs> talented person. Uh, we actually stumbled upon this movie a couple weeks ago with some friends while we were up in the mountains, and one of my friends could not stop talking about how hot she thought Benny was when she was a kid. She was just obsessed. He is the. I mean, he does look like three years older than all the rest of the kids. Speaking speaking of the hotties of being hot, did you, did you guys have a thing for Wendy Peppercorn? Hell yeah! Oh yeah! I mean, yeah. I think it was her legs. That's what really got me when I was a kid, Not for this, some reason. Not the slow motion badonkadonk that we're about to get. <laughs> yeah. Again. Mm. What was this director thing? <laughs> yeah. Object of Squince's affection. Object is correct. The yeah. gaze. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're supposed to finish this. Oh, Still yeah. sipping it. The boy gaze. I'll drink it. But Marley Shelton as Windy Peppercorn. Mm-hmm. She would go on to be quite famous herself. Yeah. She's in the... Uh... Grindhouse. Grindhouse. She um, is? Yeah. yeah. She's is she in, in Grindhouse. She's in Planet, she's in Planet Terror. Terror. Yeah. She's like a nurse. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Josh Brolin's wife. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Dang. Now we're back in the sandlot. Squince. <laughs> Squince is totally out of sorts <laughs> after seeing his crush. His glasses are askew. Yeah. They made him go get the ball and they're not even going to play because it's too hot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Does he feel obligated to say yeah, yeah? Because that point did not feel, you know. I. Oh my god! Look at all that sweat on Benny's face. <laughs> He's been practicing. <laughs> He's the only one that like takes this game seriously. That's right. This pop isn't working though. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Patrick Rona. I think he gives Squints a run for his money in the most. Charismatic. Uh, charismatic. <laughs> They're like definitely those really... two. And Patrick Renner also had a career like afterwards, That's true. like on the X Files. And <laughs> yeah, we're about to be charmed by him in this pool scene. Yeah, <laughs> along with a bunch of ladies. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> oh man, nice try, bud. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> Full time. 
took me a long time pool, to I love realize pool. what they were saying. Yeah, what were they saying? saying? The pool honeys. Pool honeys. Uh, oh, so that makes it even more inappropriate. Pool time is definitely my favorite summertime activity. So mm-hmm. this scene... Even still? Oh, yeah. Is very, yeah, oh, yeah. Public, By far. public pool vibes. <laughs> I like pools now more than I did when I was a kid. Mm. I don't know what it was when I was... I mean, actually, I do. It was that I'm terrible at swimming. <laughs> uh, I learned to swim when I was a kid, and then at some point we just stopped, and I forgot, really, and I was just was not great at swimming. I never recaptured that. Did you ever do a cannonball? Cameron. Oh, hell yeah. I did, <laughs> get it. I did Cameron balls. Cameron ball. <laughs> I don't. I look at us, though. We don't have the same surface area as Ham. <laughs> like, my cannonballs definitely weren't very impactful. No, my, I mean, I was better at the jackknife. Yeah. The can opener was my specialty. <laughs> I was definitely a uh, husky to, you know, chubby middle school kid. Here we go. Let's just get some more of that male gaze up here. Well, this is, but it's also it's those, like it's those legs. <laughs> That's what it is. When like you get high schoolers to be lifeguards, they're just like they should have had her spinning her whistle too. Like, this is, <laughs> exactly, standing looking up there. totally uninterested. No horseplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> like Benny, she knows exactly. Benny what is the voice there. of experience. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Also, Squint's referring to like every year of his adult life like, going <laughs> to this pool. Because he does seem like like an old man. Yeah. He's like an old Jewish man oh. in a kid's body. Oily. 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 <laughs> you can't take it anymore. Smiling. <laughs> this is so unsettling. Uh, in my adult years, I've seen many, many great... Uh, Wendy Peppercorn squints costumes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. the couple. Yep, the the one true pairing, the OTP <laughs> of a of like, what? How old is she supposed to be? Like, she's got to be high school, seventeen. Like, yeah, seventeen, eighteen. 18. <laughs> squints looks especially tiny. Yes, <laughs> you see him outside of the pool, like with other kids, like to scale. <laughs> <laughs> squints to scale. Yeah, how do you how do you know how big something is? Just put squint ne- squints next to it. It's like putting a penny next to something. Or a banana. <laughs> banana for scale. <laughs> so small, so skinny. Apparently, they shot this scene like it, they filmed in the summer, of course, but and it was hot every day except the day they did this scene. It was like yeah. sixty degrees, and they're like, "Okay, everybody in the pool." That's why he's nervously <laughs> shivering. shivering. It's a real shivering. Huh. The camera's in the pool with them. I love yeah, it. It's just like, it's like, it's like this. I was thinking about this. How do they film that? They're part? really just like filming a major. bunch of kids playing together. Like there's hardly any adult presence in this movie. Yeah. Like even, and like, even like behind the camera, they kind of do a good job of eliding the fact that mm-hmm. there are adults think conceiving and making decisions here. Yeah. 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 That's like a trope of, of kids movies is kind of the lack of adults. But I think, I really do think it's, it's felt a lot more in this movie. Yeah. In a good way. Like you really feel like you're just part of this, the world of these kids. <laughs> What's important to them is important to you. Yeah, you know, yeah. he 100% looks like he's about to laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know canonically that it's probably true. <laughs> yes, right. He's probably like, Oh, this is, I mean, he's probably, go. the actors probably has some of the same feelings as the character. Yeah, too. Oh, Can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> Jeez. I get to basically kiss this, Attractive older actress. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, 
which was totally a thing when I was in high school, by the way. I was just remembering. I was in this play, and I understudied for this guy, this one of the lead roles. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't going to be there for the day, and they were practicing this, like, makeup scene and that makeout scene. I was like, I get to kiss her, and I did. It was amazing. <laughs> Damn, I should have been in, in more plays when I was in high you school. should have. <laughs> you, too, could have kissed an older woman. Oh, my goodness. Like this. <laughs> the, the facial well, expression. Like this. Like, this is <laughs> totally pervy. I think this... Magic moment. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we need to talk squints. This yeah. is this is not cool, not appropriate. Okay, so first of all, though, what's good is that they get kicked out immediately. Like yeah. she just yeah. reacts like this is yeah. bullshit. Like this, is, <laughs> it's like you little. Like I thought you were dead. Yeah, and you yeah. were just objectifying me. That's all that was going on. <laughs> Basically throws him. It's yeah. like almost dragging him by his ear. Yeah. But hey, you know what? Give me a call later. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> where it turns. It's like the narration is pretty cringy. Yeah. Like it's where he's like, oh, it was dirty. It was low. And it was cool. See, it's this, like, is, oh, no. this is the dark side of confidence, you guys. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? Chaotic. Uh... <laughs> chaotic evil? Chaotic evil? What's <laughs> yeah. chaotic evil? <laughs> Smalls is lawful good. <laughs> he is. And uh, is Benny neutral good? Is he, uh... But like the, the this is the real problem with this scene is like it is celebrated and then rewarded. Yeah, it's rewarded. That's the that's the best yeah. part. Sneaky with, rotten uh, and low. He's and given cool. hope. He's given hope with this kind of smirk that she gives. Yep. She's like, How dare you do that to me? But Call me later, okay? She knows what she's doing. <laughs> Benny, Benny was right. <laughs> they knew. Uh, Banned from the pool forever. It's like, was she still a lifeguard later? <laughs> <laughs> that is probably for the best, though, that they were not so allowed to return yeah. to the pool. Yeah. Squints, you're kicked out. You can't. Well, Squints is canceled, guys. <laughs> it's 2019. Oh, God, love this part. Just love, I love the whole like nature of the block party and like, yes. just this like 4th of July scene. Yeah. That would be this episode's title. <laughs> the 4th of July. Yeah. And I like, I like how this is the sequence in which we learn Benny's full name, which is Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> he is America. He yeah, is the new America. He is America. He's, he's like Hamilton. Benny <laughs> the Jet is America. Benny and the Jet. Ba 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 Benny. Oh man. And the jet. <laughs> this this scene, movie really just reminds you why summer is amazing. the best. Like picnics, pool time, baseball, hanging out with your friends. Yeah, not a care in the world. Like everything just one thing just flows into the next. Yeah. You're not like locked yes. into that routine of school like yeah. every morning. This is you're, you're speaking my language, guys. This is <laughs> why I became a teacher. Fireworks. You bastard. <laughs> How dare you teach? How dare you educate? <laughs> um I also love this scene makes me think of how good the editing is in this movie. The editor um, is, I have it here, M- Michael Stevenson, who also edited Annie, Flubber, and Jungle to Jungle. And those uh-huh. are just ones that we've done on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did a lot of family comedies. And this is some of his best work because there's such a good rhythm to these vignettes, especially yeah. this fireworks scene, um, the playing the rich kids scene, mm-hmm. and the carnival that's coming up, where you have to like... Uh, cut between like nine different characters and like give us a sense of what's going on everywhere. Uh, each one of their like personalities is subtly different. And like 
they probably, you know, they just went out there. They just filmed kids playing in exactly. all of these instances. And they, the editor just gets a ton of this footage. Like, you got to come up with something representative. Yeah. Um, so the, that, I think, was a Herculean task. Because the direction in this scene is very weird. <laughs> like, when he tells the kids, like, to look at these flashing lights as if you just saw Jesus. As like, you just saw a UFO. This is not how I, I mean, I liked fireworks. This is not how I would watch fireworks when They're I was all stoned. <laughs> Holy shit. But like, it's, oh, it's just, it adds to the wonder of this movie. It's, it's like, everything this, is mythic. I know. Baseball this, is mythic. It really is. The this neighbor is, next door is Summer is mythic. Yeah. This is weird to say in, in a movie with a kaiju dog, but like that is a, the fireworks is a little over the top for me. I don't know, man. It's it it's as magical as everything else. The Ray Charles song though goes a long way in charming me. That so, his version of America the oh, Beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. That was always one of my favorite songs to play at the you know yeah and the standard playlist they use for fireworks. Yeah, I don't know. This, I mean, baseball is Americana. Yep, and I feel like. I think it's all perfectly in keeping. These guys let Benny get into so many pickles. I know, <laughs> and he always beats it every single time. The biggest pickle. Here comes I think the bag, it's just guys. it's totally it's totally foreshadowing, right? Yeah, his how he will get them out of the pickle. Oh rich yeah, kids with their bikes, their organized yes, baseball leagues. Their rich kid, their their rich kid clothes. They play on the real diamond porter. <laughs> <laughs> Is this lead bad rich kid the guy from the elf? Squad team from from the Santa Claus. Do you know what I'm talking about? Check this out. Elf Squad? Yeah. This guy just looks like the kid from the Elf Squad. But I don't think it's him. I'd have to watch it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with no, but... <laughs> These insults. Insults. Iconic. Insults. Iconic. Kid insults. Not since Hook. That's and right. Not since Rufio See, this, and this, Robin Williams. Not, not being a Hook fan when I was a kid, this was my iconic insult scene. Yeah. <laughs> Fart Snipper! <laughs> just and the way it escalates <laughs> yeah but sniffer <laughs> and then the so, so just like single single words and then like yeah. here's a little more little phrases the bob for apples one is my favorite because of the the little button on it you like it <laughs> <gasps> oh my god girl all right, we need to talk again. Yes, boys. yes. Well, well. There's the there's the reading like in the movie. Like this is obviously in 1962, yeah. a very hurtful thing to say. Yeah, like you yeah. play ball like a girl, right? Masculinity for the listeners that aren't watching along. Much yes, we're talking about the insult. You play ball like a girl. But this was definitely something very controversial in my household because my sister also loves this movie, and uh, she was an athlete, a much better athlete than I was. Played softball through high school. Mm-hmm. Was captain of the team in our senior uh-huh. year. So mm-hmm. like so she this was a huge affront. She could love this movie, but like mm-hmm. it would it would get very uncomfortably quiet whenever that yeah. insult mm-hmm. was coming. Yeah. I actually had last semester I had a student analyze that scene for this unit we did on like language uh-huh. and gender and wow. how like language is used to identify or use gender yes. in that way. And she analyzed literally that scene right you there. You play ball like a girl. <laughs> My sister would just always be like, yeah, that means he's good. <laughs> Which presumably he is if he plays yeah. the leader yeah. of this, this team. This is classic. I love this scene because oh, it yeah. feels like it's just them letting Ham improvise a yeah. bunch of insults behind the plate. <laughs> and they're just giving us the best of. Yeah. 
She's naked. She's naked. <laughs> and they're, I love that they're at the rich kid, like they're at their, their sandlot, which isn't really a sandlot. Yeah. And they got the, the vintage batting helmets, which weren't even helmets. Like they're just like those <laughs> earpieces. Yeah. And we only need a few ham insults to show that the other team is inept. And then we just get a lot of, uh, everyone sandlot else crew hitting. hitting. They just yeah. like another pop hits. up from ham that apparently is a home run. <laughs> getting hits. <laughs> the rest of these kids get hit though. They're great. I think everyone does. The thing, the thing I think is it's cool like is Benny like is Smalls, just Smalls just assimilates. <laughs> like he he doesn't really struggle. Yeah, he's just the like, force really does oh. awaken. Like he can yeah. play. I think is I think what it is is it really is just Benny. Benny awakens yeah. these Confidence. kids' skills. Can you imagine the dude's uh, a natural born leader? You imagine like play, playing with a wooden bat when you were a kid. That seems very mm. difficult. I remember it hurting. Yeah, <laughs> when I would hit with a, a wooden bat. Because you wouldn't grip it hard enough. Yeah. Just like reverberate. Yeah. <laughs> Plus they're heavier. Like the aluminum bats are so much lighter. Yeah. Which is why they're used in Little League. Yeah. And they let you hit farther. Yes. Which run but faster. Man, you don't get that. Egos. You don't get that same satisfying crack with no, the, with the metal bat. Not at all. No. You get ping, ping. Ping. <laughs> I believe they still use aluminum bats in like NCAA, like college baseball, which really? is the weirdest thing to me. Huh. Huh. Didn't know that. We, At least they did uh, until recent years. I don't know. They might have changed that. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, no. Oh, here we oh. go. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. That, did you the see carnival? that? that yeah. Yolo. just said YOLO. <laughs> really? So <laughs> we're ready for it. We're about to yes. do the stupidest thing that any of us has ever done. <laughs> Take a tequila shot. Take a tequila so, shot. In the middle that's of the always a bad In honor of the song that's about to play by the champs during this iconic... Uh, merry-go-round. Uh, what is it? What kind of ride is that? That's a good it's question. Tilt-a-whirl, I believe, it might be that one. Is, isn't it? No, that's not spinny... the tilt-a-whirl. It's like a spinny McDo. The spinny McDo, yeah. I like they Big have juice. many extra limes. Well, you never know when you want another tequila <laughs> shot. <laughs> tequila shot. <laughs> uh, we're just doing. We're doing one shot each time they say a tequila. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Here's the one. Salt. Five. <laughs> if you want to sprinkle a little salt. How does it, how does it go? Salt, well, lime. No, salt, salt, salt tequila, tequila, lime. Mm-hmm. You're killing me, Nate. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> tobacco. Never got behind tobacco. Nope. How about you guys? Nope. <laughs> nope. Well, chew, like dip is the most disgusting thing. Like, like, that seems the worst were, way to consume they tobacco. They were definitely guys like by high school who are like athletes, mm-hmm. like baseball players who mm-hmm. dipped. And like they carry an empty Gatorade bottle with them yep. throughout the school day and just like spitting it all day. I know people that do it's that. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, oh wait, guys, salt. now's the time. I got some. Uh, we right. should we should just take it right when they say tequila. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that should be our. Signal. Or we should, maybe we should tear it so that it doesn't fall quiet for the listeners. <laughs> I can go right, first. Right. first I'll, you I'll, do the first tequila. I'll do the first. All right. I'll, I'll, first man down. Um, <laughs> but another great facet of the summer, like going to the pool for the July picnic. Going to the carnival. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have a local carnival, summer carnival that you went to? Yeah. Yeah, we did. The Arapahoe (laughs) County Fair, man. (laughs) We did. Yeah. You never went? I never went to to the Arapahoe County Fair? Mm -mm. It was the best. It was over by uh, the Aurora Reservoir. Like the Bay Creek Reservoir? Uh, No, Aurora Reservoir. The other reservoir. Did you ever go to that one? No. (laughs) (laughs) So our our summer carnival was in the same park where our Little League games were held. So it was like literally right after baseball ended was carnival time and it was in the same location. Hmm. So it was all of a piece together. Yeah. 
Oof. How's that Milagro? Um, I think it's smooth. It was a guy in the <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm the last one, so here we go. Yeah, man. How did you... Were you ever into like rides like this when you were a kid? Oh, I love this kind of ride. I love spinny... Spinny McDews. Like oh, man. Uh, Actually, the there's at, a ride like this at Elish's. Yeah, what's the one at Elish's? The Chaos? Uh, yes, Chaos. I think that's <laughs> gone. Is it gone? What? I haven't been to Elish's No, I haven't been to Elish's in years. They're tearing it down in a couple of years from now. What? Yep. They had a chaos in the on the boardwalk of the beach town that I went to every summer for vacation. Oh, yeah. And like, I remember seeing that for the first time when I was seven. And I was looking at it and said, no way. I was not <laughs> into this kind of ride when yeah. I was a kid. <laughs> oh, God. These, and like, none of us vomiting. are throwing up right now. That's no. good. <laughs> not yet. Well, I there you go. Them. There's ham. <laughs> I made a promise. It's, it's pretty uh-huh. remarkable oh, how quickly that works on them. Yeah. Slash, what do they eat besides tobacco? Just Big, tobacco? Baked beans. I mean, Oh. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it looks meat. like yeah, sloppy joes like <laughs> sloppy joes <laughs> that feels better alright we made it through the tequila scene we did and we're about to get to the biggest pickle that any of us <laughs> has ever gotten into That all, that's, that's always possible when tequila is involved <laughs> I did have a thought that like anytime they said pickle we should take like a shot of pickle cheese ew it actually has electrolytes and is good for you that's worse than anything that was like the worst date I was ever on with someone like drinking pickle, pickle juice shot. and like goading me into taking the pickle shot I was like I don't because I don't like pickles in general and I was like I don't want this pickle shot <laughs> She was just telling you I'm not making out later. Right. <laughs> she know, was uh she was she was quite a character. That's what I'll say. When I was younger, I would almost describe the plot of this movie as like a kid hits a ball over the fence and they try to figure out how to get it back. But that takes up so little of the actual plot. Itself, <laughs> it's true. And <laughs> I'm not sure that is the plot. Yeah. Yeah, what is the plot of the Sandlot? A kid learning to learning confidence. Yeah. Through baseball. Well, it's more like the most, the coolest, most popular jock gets even better. That's the that's the <laughs> plot of the Sandlot. It becomes even cooler. <laughs> yeah, in every possible way. The build up here is so amazing. Yeah, and the music. So, like, the, we mentioned David Newman at the very beginning, and this is where the score shines. Like both at the beginning and but especially in this scene, it's so mythic and dreamlike. Yeah. yeah. And it's like borrowing from his cousin's score from for The Natural, which is that baseball movie yeah. with Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. That very famous score. Plus, it's just like, do you, do you, do you have any specific memories of just like an athletic achievement that a kid did when you're around, like something so amazing? Mm-hmm. You're just like, how the hell did they do that? I remember when I hit a ball really far, <laughs> <laughs> toward open well, by the scenes. It was like so. This was like the my like. Big year. The year I was talking about before when I was like pitched for one game. That pitched too. And I was also, I also hit what better than I ever did that year. Um, and I remember one day just like we had a, we had a little contest each game on that team where the kid who hit the ball, like the farthest, got the farthest hit would get like five bucks or something mm-hmm. from the coach. So it was a fun little game that we would play. Uh, and I remember the day that I won it, I, I hit it. In our the field that we played on didn't have an actual fence, but like it was like an embankment all the way, you know, two hundred feet away, and I nailed it like right in the middle of the embankment. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like Benny. I just <laughs> hit the fuck out of that ball. Yeah, <laughs> man, what a legendary move that would be as a kid to just like knock the skin off of a baseball. Yeah, <laughs> but how kind of sad that it was just an out, anyways. 
Mm. Like that wasn't a home run. Oh yeah. <laughs> Smalls oh, yeah. got it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's really Benny's greatness that causes Smalls to use this ball. Yeah. It really does. Benny's fault. <laughs> he's like, oh, here's this ball. He's too perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's too perfect. You know, even Be if you don't perfect. know who Babe Ruth is, this is just kind of a dick move. I yeah, mean, totally. Your dad <laughs> you, thinks You know it's special. important to your dad yeah. or your stepdad because he, he, like, marvels over it every night. And you set <laughs> it there with such reverence. Yeah. It's like, this is okay. That... <laughs> Although I did something like that with something of my dad's when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> So I played guitar. Please tell. I played guitar, and um, I would sometimes record myself on a tape player, you know, songs that I was working on. And I was just looking in, you know, old drawers for old cassette tapes to record over. Um, and I found one, and I I put it in the tape player, and it was kind of just like noise. It it, it sounded like an old baseball game, uh-huh. and I was like. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't ask, like, is it okay to tape over this? <laughs> but I did, and I taped, started taping my song. And then um, I think my dad, like, saw the tape or something, or like, and uh, I learned that it was, like, one of his, like, high school winning <laughs> basketball oh, games. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I felt so guilty, and I still feel terrible about it, you know? But well, this is your chance to apologize I'm to your sorry, father. Dad. I'm sorry, Dad. But uh, we're sorry. We're sorry, Mark. But I think we've all come. I think we've all made peace with it. And uh, you know, part of me thinks that you know, it's like uh, that was him in high school, and me playing guitar was me in high school. <laughs> and it's just kind of this like shared. Oh, <laughs> this is definitely a story your of... dad still tells to his like golf buddies. Yeah. And then my just tells little son. Patient, so one time, when, uh, how old were you? I was probably like 17, 18. Oh my God. He recorded his noise over my, over <laughs> yeah. me winning state. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was your dad, uh, what position did he play in basketball? Oh. Um, basketball. So yes, point guard. He would have, he's 6'3. So, oh, okay. Well, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Power forward. Maybe like a, maybe like a two or a three. Mm-hmm. I would, I would assume. Okay. I'm not sure. That would make sense in like Colorado high school basketball, Indiana, Indiana high school basketball. Yeah. yeah. Hoosiers. That's right. I (laughs) forgot. I forgot about that whole part of your backstory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, Scott just fesses up immediately. Just like, ah. Also, how does he not remember Babe Ruth? They literally talked to him about this. I know. Yeah, they, that's I don't just think one they've ever said him by his name, Babe this is, Ruth. And this they, is also they say, like the the Great Bambino or yeah, yeah the Salt of Swat, the King of Crash. Some some lady, <laughs> some lady, <Maybe> Ruthie. <laughs> Baby Ruth. Oh my God! <laughs> the, the way they all react is also amazing. Ruth, Baby Ruth, <laughs> Baby Ruth. <laughs> Who is your favorite baseball player, guys? Do you have a favorite? Uh, growing up, it was always for really no reason at all because I grew up in Colorado. But it was Kenny Griffey Jr. Mine too. He was my guy. It was mine too. I loved yeah. him, and I collected him for some reason. I had like a bunch of his rookie cards yeah. and all sorts of things. 
When you said you collected him, at first I thought of yeah. things like Saint's relics, like pieces of his clothes. <laughs> I got Which a would piece, not be out of I, the question I, for King I received Jr. a piece of great. his hair. Actually, so we All actually famer. saw the Mariners come to uh, Colorado once. We yeah. went to go see a game of theirs. And we had left early when the Mariners were up by like five and was just like, <laughs> or like eight. And we're just like, oh, this is over. And I was so excited. We get to the car and my dad turns on sports radio immediately. And they're like, Lodo Magic has returned and the Colorado Rockies are on top of the Mariners. And my dad was like, damn it. Damn it. That, I went to many a baseball game in my youth and that definitely happened once or twice. Yep. So like, We're leaving early. Yep. And then it's like, they listen on the radio like, Phillies win. Like, oh, Jesus. Come on. Who are those OG Rockies? Like Dante Bichette. Oh, yeah. uh, Larry Walker. Vinny Castillo, Larry Walker. Yeah. Um, who else? Dante Bichette. Does it Ellis Burks? Is he on that team? Uh, yeah, Quentin McCracken. Oh my god. Yeah, man. You're there was a, you're speaking was, my language. I love Love. Walt Weiss. Who was, love that team. Yeah, that team was the Todd, Todd. Todd Helton. Helton. Todd Helton. He yeah, was around Mr. for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Those, the Blake Street, Blake Street Bombers. Mm-hmm. That was like our childhood. I yeah. loved when the Rockies came to town. Yeah. That was the best. That was fun. They were and a they new built team. their new stadium. Yeah. Oh, the oh, stadium man. was the best. This was... I feel like I was in a special position because we moved from Miami to Denver in 1993, which is the inaugural year for both the yes. Marlins and the Rockies. Yes. And I remember seeing, we were planning to move to, to Denver, but we were still in Miami and we, we went to a Marlins game where they were playing the Rockies and we rooted for the Rockies because we were like anticipating. <laughs> like, this we is it. <laughs> Man. I, I I admire you for many reasons, Cam, but that might be the thing I'm most jealous of you for. Oh, I I have I have pogs for the inaugural Rockies Marlins year. Damn it, <laughs> that's amazing. I do, I also love your uh, story about the Mariners, Nate, because I remember vividly like 1997 when interleague play first started. Uh-huh. It felt like the world turned upside down. Like wait, wait, I can go watch the Phillies. Like, uh-huh. I can go watch. I can go watch them play. Guys like yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., uh-huh. Derek Jeter. And it was awesome. <laughs> like, what it was so the, cool. What the hell? This isn't right. I love seeing Ken Griffey Jr. Highlight of my. And now it's yeah. ho hum old hat. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, who's your favorite? Player? Whatever. My favorite. So like, I was invariably just loved all the Phillies. Yeah. Um, Scott Rowland was my favorite player for a while. He was the third baseman mm-hmm. for the Phillies. He was Rookie of the Year in '97. Um, but. Earlier than that, uh, we went on a family vacation to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and took a tour of the Sky Dome, awesome. which is where the Toronto Blue Jays play. And I just like got really into it. Um, I like them because Blue Jays were my favorite animal yeah, at one point. What? <laughs> They're beautiful birds. Yeah. I remember sending a, le- a fan letter to John Allerud, who was the Blue Jays' first baseman at the time. Oh yeah. And he sent me back like a signed, like glossy, like four by six. That's amazing. Action shot. <laughs> That's so good. Um, so yeah, John Allroot was a cool guy, and I also yeah. on that same trip to Canada, I bought like an Expos pennant. I've kind of like come full circle on baseball fandom. Like I just started by just being really into the sport in general. Uh-huh. Then like growing up, like being with my family and and my community, just like being a fan, like a diehard uh-huh. fan of the Phillies. And now I'm just like I'm a fan <laughs> of the game again. Like I love yeah. it all. So speaking of the Expos, my my dad was a baseball player growing up. Or, you know, college and stuff. And then he actually played in like a an adult league when I was a kid. I remember going to baseball games. Um, and it's just like a 30 plus, 40 plus game or league. Uh, but anyways, 
uh, so he was a player, um, and he I think he was actually scouted by the the Expos. Yeah. Like, in either high school or college. Oh my god! But we had this laying around the house was like a bat. It was like an Expos bat. I don't know if it came from that time when he was like scouted by them or something, but. I don't know. I don't know why that <laughs> never panned out. But sorry, I was laughing at the doll, the doll with the, the arrow. Oh yeah, there's a movie happening. Why, why right is that now. in James Earl Jones's <laughs> yeah. yard? By the way, what is James it's Earl Jones doing in his backyard? Who? Who's James Earl Jones? We don't know who it is yet. It's me, <laughs> Mr. Yet, Myrtle. Not yet. He's just... How do you know that's not Hercules? <laughs> yeah, just shooting arrows into yeah. baby dolls. Practicing this hoarder who's got all this crap in his backyard we didn't talk enough about this treehouse guys oh yeah what are we talking about now this features a lot in the next several minutes true uh love treehouses treehouses are like my did you have a treehouse growing up i never had a treehouse it was always like my most desired thing ever as a kid (laughs) and i would still love to you know procure one procure one (laughs) if i ever have a kid i would build one under the under the dis- disguise of for my kid, but it's really for me. <laughs> I really want a tree. At, well, we don't. We we have a tree in our backyard, but the thing's like seventy feet tall, and there's no, no place to put a tree. <laughs> That'd be a badass tree. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like Ewok tree house. That'd be like the wall <laughs> on Game of Thrones. You gotta <laughs> exactly. take an elevator up to. It. <laughs> oh, man. So we're gonna have to. I, would, I might just have like a little like loft. Yeah, like a house on sticks in the backyard somewhere. I just thought of another favorite player of mine <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Um, my favorite pitcher was Randy Johnson. Oh, my God. Like Oakland Who's A's wasn't? Randy Johnson. No, Mariners Randy Johnson. Well, I like Mariners, too. Uh, well, yeah. For well, the... No, no, no. He's never... I don't think he ever played... The Diamondbacks or the Astros. Those Wait. are the teams he pitched for. Was there also Randy Johnson? He wasn't an A's? The... No. Who's the A's pitcher, then? A's pitcher? Dennis Eckersley? No. Randy Johnson was never an Oakland A? Not to my knowledge. Wait, wait, wait. Who was I a fan <laughs> of then? Was he on the Who Oakland was A's? Cam a fan of? I don't know. It was a pitcher. I don't have my fan. I don't have my phone on me. I don't yeah. know. We'll so, we'll get to the bottom of this mystery. <laughs> well, As, Randy Johnson. Yeah, let me just double check. Randy hashtag Johnson. Who did Cam love? <laughs> um, I I also was a fan of Randy Wolf on the Philadelphia Phillies. This is back in the days when the Phillies weren't very good. So like, uh-huh. <laughs> like anyone halfway decent, you could be a big fan of. Uh-huh. Randall David Johnson, nicknamed the Big Unit. So, those are the teams that he played for. All right, I don't know what I'm talking about then, because I don't see Oakland A's on there. <laughs> but you liked an Oakland A's. I like someone on the Oakland A's, a pitcher. I don't know. My, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Gary Zito fan. I'm getting too old, and I'm not, and I, I'm not. <laughs> And you're three he beers in sports enough to. Randy Johnson is a good pick, though. If you yeah, know. but was he ever with Ken Griffey Jr.? Yeah, they're on the Mariners too. Okay, right? so yeah, I definitely liked him. I don't know. There's some. All right, my my memory's doing weird biased things. Mm-hmm. But somewhere around that time, there was an Oakland A that I liked. McGuire, maybe Canseco. I mean, those sound right. Jose Canseco, <laughs> Jose Canseco, but. <laughs> I'm Jose Canseco. <laughs> liar, liar, liar. I'm Jose Canseco. God, these kids were like, oh man, made to be in like a STEM. Let's talk STEM about the Ruba Goldberg antics going on. Right yeah, now. this is great. Yes, I, I love all of this. This was totally a thing from my my childhood. I loved loved creating Rube Goldberg machines. Oh yeah. Which is ironic because Cam and I made a Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> in high school physics. Oh, this is the best oh, for our pro- final project and failed. <laughs> oh my god, Cam. 
Cam has to exit the podcast. Error. Error on the center fielder. Yeah, Nate, you tell this story because it's great. Okay, so Cam and I were in high school physics together, um, junior year. It's probably like in our advanced physics class. And we basically were told to make a Rube Goldberg machine that popped a balloon. And we had to explain through... Science. No, no. It had to take a nail out of a board. Take a nail out of a board. That's what it is. And we had to explain through science how our th- machine did this. We had to incorporate maybe like 10, ten physical concepts. At least 10. We had to include at least 10. That was the project. It was 10 points for each for thing each, we included. Yeah, but you could, inc- and you could, you could incorporate more more for extra concepts. Credit. Like, I don't know, 10% each. For we, extra did, credit. we did enough work. We did enough to get 160 out of 100. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you have like video or photos oh, no. of this? No. But it was like a big like It was a big giant thing. <laughs> and it was like, it was big. It was like. Yeah. You didn't we, think you could take a photo of our waste? No. And we literally, we <laughs> literally like, no. did enough. We literally did enough to get 160%. Wow. And so, after. Okay, yeah. no, wait, wait, so, so we go and we, we show it to the teacher. It does the, what it's supposed to do. It takes the nail out of the board. Great. And so, but we have to like explain each physics concept as it goes through, and we like we kind of have to walk him through the the process. The process. And we did that, and he's like, okay. And then he writes down whatever, and then we're done. We're like, yes, we're done with our final. <laughs> yeah. So we take the machine down to the first floor of our high school, and we just trash by the it. trash can, by the, just by destroy. The it. We just like break Throw it apart. It we have so much fun being done with this project. It's our final <laughs> project, and we're like, this has given us so much grief over the years. Over the year, and um, and so like a week later, we get our grade, <laughs> which is an F. Yeah, what? It's it like, a like a fifty percent out of possibly one hundred and sixty out of 100. yeah. And we're just like, what happened? <laughs> and so we like go into his office hours, and we're like, uh, can you explain this? And he's like, you know, most of the kids, pretty much all the kids in yeah. this class, get it. Except for you guys. He's like, Whoa. he's like, if anybody did as poorly as you did, I would maybe blah, blah, blah. He goes, but nobody did. He's like, you guys are welcome to take your machine back, tweak it a little bit, and and bring it back. And, yeah. and, and, as Cam know. and I flash back to us, just destroying <laughs> And we're like, destroying our machine. No, that's okay. We'll just take that grade. So I think I ended up with like either a high C or yeah, a low. I, I ended up high with a C, C in that class. In physics. Because he gave a lot of opportunities. It was literally the only C I received. Get credit back in all of high school. Like you really failed in the experiment. We failed, we failed our final. Well, we like, failed because we couldn't explain it. Apparently, we explained oh. it all poorly. Oh, because okay. that's supposed what I'm saying. Do. I was saying if you I built like, a functional machine, yeah. like what is it? At least it came a, out. A <laughs> we apparently just didn't know how it came out oh. scientifically. <laughs> you were just you were just fast forwarding to the good parts. We're so <laughs> the cool, yeah. the cool <laughs> Goldberg machine. I mean, our machine was never as cool as this. It's it's not it's not the how, it's the why. Exactly. Screw the fucking how. Oh, Hate man. the how. All right, so we we discussed over one of my favorite parts is when <laughs> I don't know if it's yeah. Timmy or Tommy <laughs> takes the blame. Tommy, for, yeah, 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 Tommy he's just takes so the blame. Like, he's I like, know that too. I blame myself. Yeah. <laughs> for, for okay, the machine not working. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts of this movie. Just t- he's like having like an existential. He's, sort yeah. of he's definitely the guy that if Benny wasn't there, he'd be the leader of this crew mm. in my mind. <laughs> yeah, like all the other guys are too much of like knuckleheads or like. Like could, weird personality types. I could see Danunas. Is that his name? Yeah, I could see him being. Yeah, he, he could. But he's like he's Sa- he, similar with the Mighty Ducks. I feel like he's kind of like the de facto yeah. leader. If uh, this is what know, I gave my Jackson's overtime for. Around. See my kids taking falls. <laughs> um, I I think I think he's a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has little. Yeah, yeah, his, <laughs> his his lip. 
thing. Whatever you call that. Yeah, I was trying to think of that. What do you call that? What do you call, call the lip? The blue blue Well, I think De Nunes is a little too confrontational. Like he, like he's the pitcher. He wants to strike everybody out. He wants to dominate. So. I think he, if he was the leader, he could, he definitely has leadership ability, leadership potential. But I think Tommy would be the one to be, who, who is most Benny like in the absence of Benny. Oh, yeah. this is the coolest fucking thing they've done. I like the, how official they are about this, the sequence of events. It's <laughs> like, prepare to launch, prepare to launch, prepare Do, to launch. Was, Erector was still a thing when we were kids, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, Connects had Connects. come along. And like Lego Technic, like it just wasn't oh, yeah. as big of a. There were a lot of like competing, uh, you know. Ooh, we're building our own diamond here. I like this. <laughs> yep. Um, a diamond of cans. Did you? Here. But did you guys ever play with Erector or any sort of building um, tool? Uh, Connects, Legos, I guess. And Legos. I definitely had. I didn't have like this, but a buddy of mine had had like those kind of things. I had more. But I, Connects were my jam. Do you? Remember, I, I don't remember what they're called, but they were kind of like plastic orbs that would kind of connect, like little. Balls that would connect with, I don't no. know, tubes. I don't know, man. I have no idea, man. Cam grew up an alien. Yeah. <laughs> when the, in the universe where Randy Johnson pitched for the A's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what, I don't know when Rand- I entered this reality, but <laughs> Randy Johnson of the WWF pitched for. <laughs> you think, wait, is that an Ahmed Johnson reference? Oh, who, who is, isn't Randy Johnson a, he was a, he was a wrestler at one point. Some dude was, wasn't he? Randy Johnson? There was a Randy Johnson that wrestled. I'm pretty positive. There's a Randy Orton. Damn. And an Ahmed Johnson. And I'm Johnson. also from oh, a Dwayne, Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I'm from a, I'm from a parallel universe. A Rocky Johnson. <laughs> Googling. Oh man. So this is science versus nature, guys. This this actually always felt like the lull in the movie. Like this is just as important to the experience of summer as a kid of like just doing crazy projects yeah yeah in your backyard yeah but i was more like let's get to the we know like what benny's destiny is here Mm -hmm. we need to get to it yeah if the movie has filler like this is it kind of yeah but it's fun it's still fun i love this part Uh. (laughs) yeah there's the beast guys there we go um so what was i gonna say it's the tequila edition. It's hard. <laughs> it's definitely gotten more difficult. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of balls in the air. <laughs> and, and and an erector. What's toy. the, sets what is the in-universe reason for like all their shit just getting absolutely destroyed? Because the dog isn't actually that big. He's just very playful. And play. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess intruding on everything's a toy. Territory. <laughs> it's yeah. a very territorial animal. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. His owner, we'll find out, is a blind man. I think if Amelia was raised in that environment, Amelia's my dog, by the way, she would be like that. Yeah. So she would be the beast in some <laughs> in this universe. Maybe to your next door neighbor, she is. She is the beast. <laughs> it's a narration, guys. Yeah, yeah we yeah. shouldn't probably drink. <laughs> uh, what beer? I'm on... I'm on... I think this is my fourth beer. Don't worry. Don't worry about yeah, counting. Quick, just we, for we the record. Count. Don't oh, worry about shit. counting. Speaking of drinking Those bobbleheads. Those old school bobbleheads. Look at those. <laughs> I believe you're supposed to finish a beer. Here it is. My, it's I, the babe. This happened last I gotta go time. Get I know, right? Yeah. So you gotta chug so another one. does that mean one. I have to... All right. <laughs> to the letter of the law, it means you have to chug another. <laughs> you do. All right, all right. Mine's pretty full, too. 
Mine's not, so I'm good. But let's give one up, uh, for the, for ladies the, and gentlemen, for the, for the babe, Sultan of Swat, the King of Crash, <laughs> the Colossus of Clout, oh God, here we the, babe, go. the Colossus of Clout, Seventh Inning Quench, everybody. Mm-hmm. Are you? you you're forgive, finishing this, right? Forgive the silence for a moment. Yes, <laughs> these guys have finished these... in some sort of waterfall. Only, only two people can be drinking at a time. That's a good point. <laughs> oh no. This is you a guys, great performance is... as Babe Ruth. This, just is where I, this is where I get ejected from the game. Oh my god. <laughs> I got ejected from Dodger Stadium once. Did I ever tell you guys that? What? <laughs> no. Okay. Never. Please tell this story. <laughs> okay. It's not as exciting as it sounds. It's kind of a technicality, but... <clears throat> I'll tell my ejection stories in a bit. Oh my god. <laughs> we have so many ejection stories. <laughs> Listeners, you are lucky. Um, so... At, at some point in the last five years, I devised a system because I hate paying inflated prices for ballpark beers, mm-hmm. but I like mm-hmm. to drink at the ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that you can fit two cans of beer very comfortably inside an empty Pringles container. <laughs> oh, yeah. So totally. I would just bring in a Pringles container. I did this all the time. I did it, done it in LA. I've done it in San Diego. Wow. And then the year that uh, they started, uh, they, they, man- they made mandatory metal detectors at all major league ballparks. Um, yeah, I went. I went through, and they're like the the so the security's a little tighter. Is the point? Yeah, and they, and like they're really like going through my bag, and like the, the guy lifts up the Pringles can. It's like real heavy, <laughs> obviously, because there's more than chips inside. And open it up. There's the beers, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, we have to like we have to kick you out." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I I had to go talk to the guy, like the head of security guy, who's like, "You are ejected." Like they they wrote down my name. That was the scariest part. They're like, "We need to see your ID and write down your name." And I'm like, "Oh crap! What did I just do?" But I've been to Dodger Stadium many times after that, and nothing nothing bad has happened. <laughs> but I was technically they're like, "You are ejected from." He like said, "You are, you are ejected. ejected from the stadium." Like, can I get a sign? If you come back, you, you we can that? arrest you for trespassing. If you come back today. Like, all right. So that was my time. I was ejected from Dodger Legends Stadium. Never get wow. Legends never die. Uh, Legends never die, Eric. <laughs> like they that. don't. Legends get ejected. Uh, Legends <laughs> never die. Baby's gone. I feel like you should be done with the beer. Yeah, it's done. Don't, hey man, give, 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 yeah, give him some time. <laughs> Whoa, Cam, you just finished that, that real fast. That was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. In terms of ejections. I was ejected from a basketball game or two in which I was playing. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm not typically someone with a temper, but uh, only in basketball. You know, some sometimes refs just don't call them, and you got to throw a ball at a kid. <laughs> this was the story I was so <laughs> shocked to learn about you when you told me this. It is true. Like, I do not think of you as being a, an angry person. No. Yeah, just, yeah. Like put me on an unfair basketball court or put me in a toxic relationship, I'll I'll get mad. Damn. <laughs> um, but let's talk about PF Flyers. Yes. Guys. Yeah. Hey, this those is shoes. All... Like some shoes. So that Halloween costume I talked about like an yeah. hour ago, that Brian bought PF Flyers specifically for that Halloween. Costume. I bought them specifically just for nothing. That's good right. for for style. Yeah. And comfort. When what Halloween some... was this? Uh, mm, like six years ago. I need to see this picture. I can. Sh- I'll queue it up when we're done. You should tag it with the cast. Yeah, when I was. Yeah, totally. When I was in grad school, I bought these PF flyers, the black ones. I remember. And, uh, I've, I've totally seen you wear those. They're great. 
They were, yeah. I Wait, love... What makes a Pia Flyer different from Converse? From a Chuck? Is that um, a they, they look very similar. They, they do? They're just I know this isn't a shoe, a shoe podcast. But... No, oh, we, we get sartorial very often. Very on frequently. Hair and clothes, <laughs> hair and clothes. I've appreciated your use of the word sartorial, by the way. Like, I think that is like a hashtag for the podcast. Oh, yeah. You need a shirt that says that. Does that, does that harken back to Sart? <laughs> Sart. That'd be like Sart. All, Sart. The, all the way back to the 40s. Yeah. Sartorial. Well, um, yeah. Sartorial, uh, PF Flyers are great. They, uh, you know, I love my flat black. Sh- I still have, I, I mean, I, I wear bands, but. They're very similar to the PF Flyers. Um, speaking of sartorial, I saw a guy the other day, and like maybe non-ironically, wearing Jinkos. <laughs> non-ironically? Did yeah. he have a wallet chain? <laughs> non-ironically? I don't know. I don't remember if there's a wallet chain. Well, I, now, this, we see, now we see the like, beast yes, as he actually yes, is. Yes, and I love the moment when he just Benny just kind of like, oh shit, he's just a dog. Yeah. He's just a, a sweet pup. But this is this is Benny's moment of finding confidence also. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Oh, I almost, right by now. the way, I almost had a podcast rule that would say that you had to drink every time you saw the beast's testicles. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens quite a few times. So, secret rule, it's happening. Look at that. Go. Look at you be afraid of this dog. You, know. you gotta do a ball He's shot. So sweet looking. Every time, ball sip. He's but like, Benny stick away from my ball, bro. And here's like the western portion oh, of the yeah. film. I always love this. Yes, and his music like, was like Clint Eastwood. Where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> this comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and this weak ass chain that the Beast is on, he really wants that Babe Ruth ball. It doesn't look weak. Look at that. I know, like right? A... <laughs> How does it break? He's just a beast. He is a beast. And here's where all Dent- Benny's skills come into play right now. Slide. He can slide. I love this. This is so badass. Slide, grab, oh, immediately damn. run away. That should be a new, like, an exercise you do in just, baseball practice. This is his pickle. He pickled the beast. Off that chain he did just now. It's the ultimate pickle. He's been practicing for that pickle his whole life. <laughs> I yeah. never called it a pickle when I was a kid. That was like new to me watching this film. <laughs> it was a, it was just a rundown, uh-huh. so we called it. Beast just scales balls. scale the fence. Beast balls. balls balls in your face. Base baseballs and, and beast balls. The wipeout section. Yes. Oh, I love this part when I was a kid. And I love it now. It's so much fun. Is that their treehouse, by the way? Yes, it's like right it's in right up against the junkyard. Is is that just somebody else's like I think someone someone must live up against the same lot. Yeah. Well they showed it like in the campout scene, there's like they the Scotty is like running to the treehouse and he like opens like a weird like a door in the fence. Hmm. So I think it's like the lot right next to it. Is that a clip from the is that the Lon Chaney werewolf? That is a Lon like Chaney, Chaney movie. Yeah, God, this was like my grandpa when I was younger. Mm-hmm. This is what we watched at his house. Oh, we watched the old the school werewolf? monster movies. Oh, Frankenstein. That's cool. Lon Chaney, the Wolfman. Did you watch um, <laughs> my grandpa, Dracula? Yes, my grandpa just wasn't. He wasn't like the kind of guy that would watch your movies. Yeah, like he just. He's like, why would I watch a kids movie? <laughs> He's like, we'll watch. We're gonna watch like Abbott and Costello, yes. and Frankenstein, and he would like just oh, show us like all these old monster movies. That's my, awesome. I, yeah, that is a grandpa thing. My grandpa had I love 
exactly three VHSs, <laughs> and they were like the only interesting thing in his house <laughs> for me. And it was the Indiana Jones trilogy. Whoa! So yeah, I have like very special memories of just the indie trilogy on VHS. With the yes. Movie. During the transformation scene. I love that it's just all these children watching that. Yeah. I mean, I know my grandpa somewhere. showed this to me when I was a child, but still. My grandpa also did not watch kids' movies, but he was he's always been like a early adopter of technology. So he watches like current movies. Mm-hmm. And my memory is like being over at my grandparents' house when they got a DVD player in like 1997. Mm-hmm. And we watched You've Got Mail on DVD. <laughs> and after say, we finished sense. after we finished yeah. watching the movie, like I was going to bed and my grandma was going to bed and he grandpa was like, I'm gonna stay up and he started watching the movie again with director commentary. <laughs> which he's wow. not like a cinephile or anything. Yeah, I think yeah. he just was like, This is what you do with the new technology. Yeah. It's a DVD. Oh, nice. Question How early in children's cinema did the whole rule like if there is a giant cake it yeah, must smash. be tipped over. And uh, that's a time-honored tradition. Like, yeah. ha- well, I want to know when the first instance of this was, because it happens in every. Movie. I think it's the advanced version of the pie in the face. It's like yes, it's like check out <laughs> Chekhov's cake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was always a, a good, always a favorite part. Mommy, mommy. Ooh, a big doggy. <laughs> this is not me as a kid. This is a kid that's like ooh. That feels like the kind of role my child would get cast in just because he's, I feel like he's cute and he just would say something like that. (laughs) Well, you feel like he's cute. (laughs) He's kind of objectively cute. (laughs) He's pretty cute. I I, I can't say as a third party. Your son is very cute. (laughs) Mommy, mommy, look at doggy. Ooh, big doggy. Uh, as this movie is coming to its close, I'm more and more excited to share my pitch just for the record. Oh, shit. Me too. Yeah, this is going to be fun. They were running a hell of a lot. I'm almost done with this one, so yeah. we'll just. They're running all yeah. around town. We have the yes, the Dodgers. Yeah. Blondale on Finish deck. Finish it up with the Dodgers Blondale. Now batting, Pale Ale 394 on deck. <laughs> Dodgers on Golden Blondale. Road. What's in the hole? More tequila in the hole. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit. Woo! That was terrible. Idea. Now that's what tequila edition's all about. <laughs> Crashes and smashes. Strange noises on, <laughs> on the mic. You'll never guess what that was, The listeners. beast is nipping at, at Benny's heels. We're back to the sandlot. This is so different from our last commentary where we were just oh, commenting solely on the things on screen. Yeah, and no. It feels like right, we ignored the movie <laughs> for a long time. Well, I was very keyed into Secret of the Use. I was like, oh, I want to talk yeah. about this part and this part and this well, part. That's what, that's what, but I think that's what's good about this movie. It is yeah. such like comfort. Like you, yeah. you know what's going on. Yeah. Honestly, I, mean, I, I went to an outdoor screening of this last summer and that's what it was like. Like I was having a good time, having some beverages with my friends. We're like talking during the movie. Everyone was. And yeah. I was like, Oh, and you look up and here's the scene. Like right, it wasn't right. something you were paying real strict attention to. Yeah. God, here's another staple to children's movies. The hurt animal. The hurt animal. Yep. It's yeah. the most sad. It's so sad. Yeah. So Nobody likes seeing a hurt animal. We're bound. This is like the same thing that happens. And I just love the Smalls. Aww. Oh. Smalls is just like we gotta help him. Yeah, the beast is now in a vulnerable position, trapped under a fence. <laughs> Betty's like, oh man, shit. <laughs> I heard the dog. And you know what? I love that Smalls is the first person to like. He's like, come step on, up and do something. Yeah. What a hero moment. Yeah. Like he doesn't. God, Smalls conf, confidence has nothing to do with this. It's like it's the right thing heart. to do. Yeah, this yeah, is it's heart. Smalls kind of looks like 
if you mixed Carrie, is it Carrie Ellis? Yeah. Did uh-huh. I say his last yeah. name? If you know. mixed him <laughs> with uh, Captain America pre-Soldier <laughs> Serum. Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Skinny Steve. <laughs> Skinny Steve. Trash can lid shield yeah. Steve. <laughs> yeah. And then, whoop, oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm Whee! good, I'm good. <laughs> I want to know what the beast's real name is. It's Hercules. It is. Oh, Hercules. Hercules. Oh, of course. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you, you know. will find out in uh, a few minutes. Sorry, guys. No, it will, it, it's in, it's canon. Oh, my God, what's the beast going to do to Smalls? Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> eat him. Timmy was, like, yeah. ready to he's cry. Like, he's going to eat Eat him. I'm about to see a kid get murdered. That dog is too cute to do to, anything. To be vicious. honest, to be like totally brutally honest, they're way too old to believe that a dog yeah. could eat a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they That's originally true. thought he was like the size of like a small King Kong. A kaiju. <laughs> he's so cute. And he's like, now oh, I wish I had pitched hey, a kaiju. Kids, by the way, me. come over here and <laughs> and check out these balls. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the baseballs or the dog balls? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> oh, they're also sweaty too, which is great. I love how they're also sweaty because they just ran all over town. Yeah, all of them. God, that would be a great like costume. Soaked. Benny Rodriguez costume post Beast Chase <laughs> with like the torn shirt. That's that reminds me of I've seen like a wet Obi Wan costume like <laughs> post pro- episode Django. two. Yeah. Post Django <laughs> duel in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I just love this moment because he's just like, hey, guys, I got some balls. I got a bunch of them. You can have yeah, them all. Yeah, that's speaking like speaking of Star Wars, them. here's mean old uh, Mr. Myrtle. Oh, my God. Can we just talk about how James Earl Jones is underappreciated? Also, how he apparently Steps has been in, like yeah. really old his entire life. Yes. <laughs> like, he seems really old in the scene. And is still alive. And Arrives, alive. dominates, leaves. That's yes. the James Earl Jones story in this movie. <laughs> he, is, he is the one person that they they kept around for Lion King remake. <laughs> right? You can't replace that. You can't. I like how... Dra- so James Earl Jones, also a pivotal role in Field of Dreams. He's, oh. he's deep oh, in that baseball movie heritage. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he was on Broadway in the show Fences by August Wilson, which oh also God. is primarily about baseball. Yeah, wow. about a former athlete. Yeah. I saw that movie. I have not seen the play. I didn't see the play, but we read the play. Yes. With my it's, a good, it's a good play. That's oh, fucking awesome. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, like just not, just treat people like people. You yeah. don't know that when you're 10 not, years old. I'm not a witch. Yeah. <laughs> James is styling with those sunglasses, by the way. I mean, he, squints, he, squints given that old, like, it's just like a Trumpy defense. We got it back anyway. <laughs> yeah. God, oh. We haven't heard from the narrator in about a hot minute. No, we haven't. Yeah. Because we have to, this is, we had to pickle the beasts. We're going to yeah. talk about the space ball. And Let's then, do. and James Earl Jones just dominates this portion of the movie. I know. He's so is good. It, is it cool yeah, to invite? Is it cool to invite casting. children into your house without uh, their parents knowing? Cam, it's okay <laughs> if you like baseball. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you don't like children. <laughs> oh. I also like the dichotomy of like uh, the stepdads. Baseball man cave and Myrtle's baseball man cave. I just really love like knowing the beginning, knowing that like Smalls becomes this 
like baseball, like an announcer at baseball games, mm-hmm. um, he, like play-by-play guy, he, like this really represents his coming into this thing that is so important in his life yeah. is really kind of cool to watch. Yeah. Like just this moment when before he would, he doesn't even know who Babe Ruth is, but now he knows who he says, George Herman Ruth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like He's he knows him. He's like, picked it up. Yeah. That's yeah. a really neat moment. Yeah. The scent. Totally. Speaking my language. I remember the moment I became obsessed with baseball. I was taken oh, yeah. to a game at Veterans Stadium in yeah. Philadelphia when I was five years old. The Phillies were playing the Astros, mm-hmm. and John Cruck, uh, who was the first baseman for the Phillies at the time, hit like a pop. What was a pop up? But it went so high in the sky, and it was yeah. a night game. I just saw like this this tiny white orb just flying above these floodlights, yep. oh, and I'm yeah. thinking like, what is? It was better than fireworks. Yeah. I was oh, reacting yeah. to that like uh-huh. the kids are reacting to fireworks yeah. in this movie. Oh. And I mean, mine, like, I was, like, I loved baseball and going to baseball games, but, like, when I really started liking football was when the Denver Broncos, they won the Super Bowl, and I was just like, this, I feel like this is amazing, and it was such a fun thing to watch, and then I watched that next season and really got into it, and it was such a fun season to get into, because... Again, they won again. They were awesome. They won again. <laughs> and I was like, "This is amazing!" And then from that point forward, it was hooked. It was amazing. Oh, Kids are front runners. I, yeah. I vividly remember. So I was six years old. The Phillies like had one of those inexplicable years. Like they weren't good this year before. They were good the year after. But in 1993, they won the National League and were in the World Series. And it was like a big deal. Like, oh my god, no, I'm in the World Series. And I was hooked for life. Is yeah. this movie just a sequel to Fences? <laughs> By August it Wilson? really oh, should be. He, he's he's about to brandish a bat yeah. and get real mean. Yeah, and start challenging. Death. <laughs> he's like, come on, come on, death. <laughs> And turn into Denzel Washington. <laughs> I'm so oh, I'm so glad to have someone to bounce fences reference off. Of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when are we starting that fences podcast? <laughs> fences minute. <laughs> also, also, I like so the Myrtle scene is over, but like we had need to just mention how it's implied that like you know he went he went blind because he got beaned in the head. Yeah, um, which was based on a real. Uh, incident in the 20s where a guy actually died by getting hit in the head is before they had batting helmets. Yeah. But the bigger thing to me in that scene is that he's implying that he played with white players. It's like they they kind of really <laughs> tiptoe around the fact that yeah. baseball was exactly. segregated for yeah. a long time. Yeah. It's just interesting to think about like there are a couple of Negro League team pennants on the wall in Myrtle's man cave too, yeah. which I find interesting. Okay. Wow. Wearing that confidence hat. Confidence. Confidence. See, it's for confidence. You've deserved it. Dude, the Hercules. Hercules. Oh, he's got his own jersey. Yeah. What's that dog's name? (laughs) Well, here we go. Here's the shirt. He wears the shirt with the name. Here's the classic, like, this is one of the best ways to handle, like, an epilogue or a coda. Oh, oh yeah. To a movie, it's just like, here's what happened to all the kids. As the kids get snapped. Yeah. The kid hardly waited. Yeah, they just fade away. And like once again, mentioned once again in this episode, Brian Rudloff has pointed out that this is exactly the same way that uh, Band of Brothers, the HBO miniseries, ends. Uh, <laughs> them disappearing. Talking yes, literally. Like, oh like Damien Lewis, the protagonist of that miniseries, <laughs> is like talking about all his buddies in that unit, and they all bo- all fade away God. as he's talking oh my about. God. Squints has nine children with Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> 
Just in case you didn't know, they really liked having sex. Yeah, just just to put a, a gross button on <laughs> yeah, that. on top of that story. <laughs> what about Hercules? Hercules died three years I also, later. I also like that they acknowledge like there are other good players. Like all these kids love baseball, and Danunez like, he's, did he's play professionally. Yeah, yeah. Run for it, Benny. Was there any like connection to Benny being the Jet and the song Benny and the Jets? I think it was probably just a reference of the time. Or he no, was just that like, was like a. When was that song? No, seventies. There's just yeah. so it's just, just like eh, that's funny. I'm gonna write that. Maybe word God, got to, I love word that. got to Elton John. And he I love the song after <laughs> Benny. <laughs> I love this moment. He never when burned that at his booth, and they have the the Babe Ruth yes. ball they got from. From the man, the old from James the Beast, Jones, yeah. <laughs> and then the Babe Ruth ball that the Beast had been like chewing on yeah. for. Benny's stealing home. Yeah, this is okay. So this is like Benny's stealing our hearts. As as the kids would say, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah. like, you put in a pinch runner just to do a straight steal of home. Like why would you, <laughs> why were you doing that? I mean, also just kind of the neat moment that this is like. This is the type of play that was a pickle yeah. for Benny earlier on, but he gets to home plate before anybody could even put him in a pickle. Like, that's kind of just awesome. I yeah. Like, it's, it's like Benny has overcame the pickle. Mm-hmm. He has. And at the <laughs> same that's time. That's his thing. I feel like that, like in this in-universe setting, like that is the Jets. Yeah. That's yeah. the Jets thing. Like he can do that. Thumbs up to the jet. And I feel like especially even in this um, game, he's probably like older. So the guy so who looks plays like the old Benny is is actually Mike Vitar, young Benny's older brother. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I think I've seen pictures of like adult Benny and he doesn't look far from that. No. <laughs> well he became a firefighter. Yeah. Oh shit. In LA. This is it, guys. What a good kid. <laughs> That's the end of Art LaFleur as the babe. As the babe. I love that actor. God, he was so good. He was also in Field of Dreams. It's like one of the guys who comes out of the cornfield. Oh my God. He's played many old-timey baseball players. Oh, man. He has that look. Legend. Ah, well, the thank credits. you. Yes, the credits. Thank you for listening to our drunken commentary for the Sandlot <laughs> Tequila Edition. But there is more. There is so much we more. We have pitches. We do. Appropriately for this baseball-themed episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have pitches. It's a full count of pitches. We got all have uh, ideas for where the sandlot can go. Oh. It's important to note that there are two directed DVD sequels. Yes. Yeah. I don't know anything about them. Never saw them. The Sandlot Two, which still has James, the Return of James Earl Jones. Really? Yeah. And the How Sandlot. Much they pay him for that. The Sandlot Heading Home, which uh, includes Squints, the uh, Chauncey Party. <laughs> and uh, I have seen neither of them. <laughs> and his wife, Wendy. Um, I no, unfortunately. Well, maybe not yet. <laughs> we'll see. But perhaps uh, we'd like to start with one of our pitches. Yes. I'll go first. You want to go I'm, first? I'll, I'll wing it here. So let's imagine that the Sandlot exists on an alternate universe with my version of the movie in which 
you know, at some point during the, the original Sandlot, let's say it's when the the ball is first hit over the fence into the beast yard. So everything um, else until that is the yeah. same. Smalls eagerly wants to go and retrieve the ball. In the Sandlot, we see that, you know, the others stop him and say, no, don't do that. The beast is over there. But what if there's a different version in which they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Hazing Smalls. They're like, in order to become a part of our crew, you have to go over and get the ball from the beast. Uh, and it doesn't work out so well. Smalls jumps over the fence and is mauled by the dog. <laughs> no. And, and dies. And dies. And dies. Oh, shit. Cam. But. All right. So, and, and, okay. Game of Thrones. And, and so, and so the, the ending montage of, you know, what happens to all the players of the Sandlot, um, that becomes true. Like everyone goes off and lives their life. Like Squints marries Wendy. Benny becomes a Dodger, et cetera, et cetera. They all become, they, they live, they, they, they move on 30 years later. It's 30 years later. It's 1993, the year of the original Sandlot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 30 years on. And everyone has moved on and, and lived their lives. Um, and we see them each. And it's, you know, all the characters, all the actors from the original grown up 30 years on, which we're about to, it's, it's about now. Yeah. Or so. But they're all haunted by this ghost of this kid. <laughs> That they killed, essentially, because <laughs> they dared him. They dared him to go over the fence to get the, beast, get, to get the ball from the beast. And one by one, they're all knocked off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Gets gets murdered by this ghost. KK. <laughs> Tommy. Timmy. Gone. Tommy and Timmy they, right after. They die, yeah, they die in the same <laughs> in way. <this> exact same. <laughs> yeah, Pam. Gone. It boils down to Benny. Uh, who, who figures it out? He, Benny's the one that figures it out is that the, the ghost of Scotty Smalls that died all these years ago, um, is coming back for revenge. And you know why? It's because the lot that the Sandlot was built on <laughs> is finally becoming a parking lot. It's finally bought by some corporation or something. And, and we flash back to a, a, a moment with all the kids saying that making a pact, uh, we got to make sure that the Sandlot Never dies. You gotta make sure that the Sandlot lives on forever. Like, nothing can ever happen to the Sandlot. And we learn that Scotty is really just, uh, lashing out because, you know, the original Sandlot crew let it die. It's all, it's, it's gonna be sold out to a, co- a corporation. Um, and so Benny figures it out and, and that, uh, what they, what he needs to do is, is stop the, the buyout of the Sandlot and preserve it. So that kids can continue to play baseball forever <laughs> at the Sandlot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And that's why, um, you know, it's, it's, the end is sort of this agreement between Benny and this <laughs> ghost that's been lashing out <laughs> at, at his former friends. Ghost guilty. Because, because they, yeah, because they let it die. They let the Sandlot get bought out, but Benny stops it. And, uh, ultimately the Sandlot lives on. In my sequel entitled "Killing Me Smalls," <laughs> and that's where it's based up. <laughs> and so, oh and so, which in retrospect makes the Sandlot itself, the, the original movie, kind of this like fantasy of what would happen if Smalls survived and uh, got to be assimilated into the crew. But uh, take your pick: which one is is you know what actually happened. <laughs> You're such a devious man. <laughs> Love it. 
<laughs> um, mine actually kind of connects to some of some of the things off that. So, oh yeah, um, maybe I'll talk about mine. So, my pitch is going to take place in the year 2019, current year, year of our Lord, um, <laughs> and it takes place in the same town, same neighborhood as the Sandlot. A young boy named. James Jackson uh, moves into the neighborhood, and he actually goes by his nickname, Jet, which is an homage to his dad's favorite and his favorite baseball player. And they move into this neighborhood, and they, uh, you know, he finds out that he shares a very few interests um, with any of the kids in his neighborhood. He loves baseball, and everyone else does not. They're all totally into video iPads. games and playing phones and iPads, etc. Right? That is where they are. It's a pastime that he has never really held any interest in whatsoever. Mm-hmm. His brother, however, his younger brother, loves Fortnite, loves gaming, but he has successfully convinced his brother uh, that if all summer long he comes out and plays baseball with him, he will buy him a new copy of the latest and greatest video game at the end of the summer. Um, if he just spends at least two hours a day outside the house with him. Occasionally he saves the neighbor kids as they pull up to their houses, but they rarely give him any more than a head nod as they are totally addicted to their phones. Um, at one point, uh, the kids ask him what his game tag is to join him with any of their games, and he says he doesn't have one, and they all find it strange um, that that's not really his thing. Following a power outage on the 4th of July in the neighborhood, mm. Jet Jackson... The famous Jet Jackson <laughs> <laughs> ends up convincing every one of his 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 friends and his gaming brother to convince the neighborhood kids to come out and play a pickup game of baseball, and they all obviously have a lot of fun. Everyone has a great time. Parents come down; they're all cheering, they're all barbecuing down there. I'm um, at the local sandlot, uh, but as soon as the power is announced to be back on, the kids quickly retreat to their houses. When a real estate agency buys up the land of the Sandlot to turn it into a parking garage for a nearby boutique mini mall, the house is going. the The neighborhood's going through lots of gentrification. Jet is so furious. Where else is he going to play baseball? Where's he going to get his brother to play ball? So Jet slowly but surely convinces the kids to throw a community baseball game to raise money to keep the park out of the hands of greedy corporate America. Mm-hmm. Well. Well short of the high price tag, the boys seem to be out of luck. But lo and behold, an anonymous donor donates the remaining hefty price tag. In shock and awe, the boys celebrate their success. And at the end of the summer, barbecue slash baseball game, a block party, the mysterious donor shows up. It is none other than Benny the Jet Rodriguez returning to his neighborhood home. He had overheard the neighborhood park needed money and donated money immediately. Jet says that they will have to name the park Rodriguez Field in honor of him, but <laughs> but Benny Benny Rodriguez says that no, Jackson Field sounds like a much better name. After all, legends should never die. Oh, yeah. As the movie closes, Jet's brother tells him that he doesn't really want that video game anymore and asks instead for a baseball glove to, to repay him for the summer. And the movie ends with them playing a nice summer, uh, you know, baseball game together. And this movie, of course, is called The Parking Lot. 
<laughs> nice. I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> Heartfelt. Dude. Yes. I told you it was wholesome. It wholesome. is. Uh, it's got to be wholesome. Not mine. <laughs> but that was wholesome. <laughs> All right. So in my pitch, it is in the summer of 1994, which is the year of the last Major League Baseball strike. Just to set a sense of urgency to this film. The Steerike. <laughs> so uh, a group of 12-year-old boys returns to the park where they have spent the last few summers goofing off, uh, skateboarding, and import- most importantly, playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Only to find that a girl's softball team has set up shop on their favorite field. <laughs> the two groups antagonize each other at first with pranks and hijinks, but eventually develop a mutual respect as they bond over their favorite game, even developing a softball-baseball hybrid that they can play together. Ooh. And as the summer wears on, some of the boys' parents remind them that the tryouts for an elite traveling team are approaching, and they pressure their kids to get serious and stop playing with those girls. This causes a rift between the two best all-around athletes on their respective teams, forcing a showdown to determine who gets to use the field for the remainder of the summer. And the game comes down to the main girl battling against the main boy. Uh, she's, she's batting against the main boy, I should say, needing a hit to win. When the count gets the three balls and two strikes, the boy succumbs to temptation and cheats. He secretly scuffs the ball with a nail file, allowing him to strike out the girl. They part with animosity. <laughs> Later, at the tryouts for the traveling team, the main boy is pitching superbly, and he makes the team. However, there's one last batter in the tryout who is not on the coach's list. The boy suddenly recognizes the batter from his stance. It's the main girl, in disguise! He gets two quick strikes on her as his new che- teammates cheer him on. On the third pitch... The girl crushes a long home run with a swing that causes her batting helmet to come flying off. With her identity exposed for all to see, she pointedly looks to the pitcher's mound and then walks off the field in silence. The film ends as the girls and a few of the boys are playing softball at the sandlot. The main boy appears in his travel team uniform. He reconciles with the main girl before swapping his jersey for a regular shirt and joining the game. And my title for this is The Sandlot Plays Ball Like a Girl. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> nice. Uh, the drama. It's the drama. I love it. I love the title. Drama. All right, Hollywood, those are our best ideas. So please send us the 98 cents you got lying around at home because we need a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This was a very, very successful commentary, which by which I mean yeah. we got very tipsy. Yep, <laughs> as you should. It, it seemed, a little buzz, maybe. Well, it seemed it's it's very. I liked it. It was very different from our last commentary, where it's very focused on the movie. And there yeah. are long stretches of this episode where I feel like we were just ignoring the Sandlot. That's true. Did we just watch the Sandlot? We did, we did, and we talked about it, and it was great. I think the, I think the conversation was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Nate, thank you so much for joining us. Oh man, it's been my pleasure. Before we go, though, we got to ask ourselves one more question, which is the question that's on our minds every single episode: What were we watching? 
watching. I have nothing prepared. I was watching Americana in a nutshell to be chewed, spit out <laughs> in the stands. Big Chief. And I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we are watching The Birth of America, right? Yes. Please save me. <laughs> that was a very poor attempt by me, though, I will say. Nate, save us both. Save us. Uh, I was watching a <laughs> like absolute nostalgic piece of what it means to be a kid in the summer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was watching kids being kids, man. It's that <laughs> universal experience of friendship and bonding. And that last golden <laughs> moment before life starts getting serious. It's what Seriously. I love so much about this movie. It's like nothing, there's yeah. nothing that matters more to them than just getting together and playing ball. And also, I'm watching boomer nostalgia that doesn't condescend. Miracle Am- of miracles. Amen to that. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's That's no, the best part there's no it. angst about like the future. There's no subtext about the younger generations it's, getting yeah. it wrong. It's just like, this is, this was our childhood and how it's, we became friends. It's yeah. barely about, it's, I feel like it's even barely about the sixties. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it takes place in the sixties, but it's not about the sixties because it's just about being a kid yeah it feels very familiar to me as a 90s exactly i'm like looking i I feel like i'm pining for oh man remember when life was like that but obviously life was never like the 60s for us but universal but it's it's about getting outside with your friends and finding confidence exactly and And understanding who you are and just and learning to do the things that your friends love exactly just being a kid a kid just the fact that we could like ask each other about like what was your summer carnival what was your fourth of july like (laughs) these are things that never go out of style they never go making machines and throwing balls (laughs) and just enjoying being a child yeah yeah what a wonderful lovely perfect film i'm gonna say it it's (laughs) perfect exactly elevating the things you like to the uh, to the level of myth that's what this movie is that's, that's what I was watching. Making making the real world out to be kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which I wish every movie could do. <laughs> I, I wish every movie did, yeah. And I wish every day was full of Nathan Tapp. Thank you again, Nate. Don't it's, we all? It's been awesome being here. It's been a, this has been a, a magical weekend, and this is a great way to end the last full day of being in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad we got you here in person to do our special tequila edition of the Sandlot. The Sandslot, as <laughs> I've been calling of it. The Sandslamation. <laughs> Nate, do you have anything to plug? Is there any, anything you'd like to you know, give a shout I, out to? I never cl- plug anything ever, and everyone else that has nothing to plug always plugs their their Instagrams or Twitters. But it so, can also be like, go to your library. Oh, <laughs> yeah. ooh, just ooh, like, I like the song. Or it could be like, don't, don't litter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Support the artists. <laughs> that is my plug. Support all artists. Also, if you ever want to follow me, I post only pictures of my child and, and random <laughs> thoughts on my Twitter. But both of them are 1986. But you can follow me there or nowhere else. Um, <laughs> but just remember. Nate yeah, six. <laughs> Support your artists. Pet a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Support Nate Tap. Thank you again. Man, I can't wait to get you back on. 
Uh, you're always a terrific guest, so thank you. Oh, it's a great time. I can't wait until our next uh, quote-unquote normal episode. <laughs> <laughs> every episode is special. <laughs> and every special episode you can listen to on our website, whatwerewatching.com. Has our entire back catalog, so please check that out. We're also online. What were we watching? Is on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and on Twitter, we're W Four Podcast. Ew. And if you'd like to drop us a line, tell us how your own Sandlot drinking game went. <laughs> we'd love to know. You can contact us at What Were We Watching at Gmail dot com. Well, this has been a really successful episode, I think. <laughs> I'm so happy we did another drinking commentary. Happy birthday, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was really the perfect gift because it indulged me uh, being able to get all my baseball stories out <laughs> just to kind of like clear the decks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> clear the upper decks. <laughs> upper decks. <laughs> That's what it was. Top decks was a tiny... Was it a... a, 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 a... Shit. <laughs> a skateboard? Was that what those things were? Those are tech decks. Tech tech decks. <laughs> Which also was very important to me. Very important to me, yeah. So <laughs> I I commend you for bringing that Wait up. For the Thank you. Wait for the cast. Save for the cast. No, thank you guys so much. Like this, this means a lot to me that you were both here for my birthday to talk about this baseball movie, which is really a movie about friendship and bonding which is yeah. what we have yeah. done for the last two hours Seriously. i love you guys thank you so much we love you eric happy birthday tequila for nate tap and cam <laughs> seamer and tequila i'm eric ambler you're listening you have listened to what we're watching god damn it stop listening to us and until next time l7 weenie yeah yeah foot long dodger dog oh weenie <laughs>